0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast or Radio Show. Coming to you on this Wednesday, December the 8th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking to my man, BJ Gador. And we'll get into that in a second, but real quick... You guys already know we are brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens, the one thing I take every single day I never miss. If you're a person who struggles to eat enough vegetables, and let's be real, all of you guys do, this would be the one thing I would add into your life. If you want to check it out, right now we'll give you guys a year's supply of free vitamin D, which you should already be taking, and five free travel packs with your first order. The site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, to get all the free stuff And if you are listening for the first time, or this is like the 400th episode, you've heard me say this, I will send you a free sample pack right to your front door. Well, not me personally, Monica will do it because her handwriting is a lot better, but we will get you a free sample pack. I don't care what state, country, Providence you live in, we'll get it to you. You can try it. It is the best tasting greens by far. And then you guys can get hooked up with all the free stuff. And let's be real, you guys have all drinking way worse things in your life, and I'll leave it at that. But if you want the free sample pack, Hit us up, contact page on the website, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you can message us. We will read it and get you guys the pack to try. Otherwise, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get all the free stuff today. And we're also brought to you by our homies at Sleeves Sold Separately. Now, this is a clothing line BJ had started years ago. Um, I'll let him go into more detail when we kick off, but if you guys watch our Instagram videos, I was wearing the hoodie the other day in our terrible uh, assault bike video. I wear the joggers basically every single day. They are probably the pants I wear 95% of the time just because they are the best fit. You can beat the shit out of them. Uh, they last, I mean, for most of you guys, they're probably going to last a lifetime. Eventually, mine will rip in the crotch like all my pants do. But they are amazing. I love them. They feel great. I think you guys will dig them too. Uh, sleepsoldseparately.com is the site. We always have a discount code. I believe it's Scott 15 for 15% off. We'll do some other funky, fun stuff, but I can't say it enough. Uh, I'm a huge fan of supporting, obviously, local small businesses. I've known BJ forever. And he is a perfectionist almost to a fault, so he would never put his name on something that he didn't truly believe in. We'll talk about that more in detail. But if you want to check out the site in the show notes, sleevesoldseparately.com for the dopest fitness gear that will last you guys a lifetime, and it looks great, feels great. You guys will dig it. So Wow man. That's a lot. Dude, do you know how much better you've gotten at podcasting? Uh well yeah, I was fucking terrible before, so this is way better than that. Yeah.
1: You know, like just the the ability, first of all, and this is just what happens with reps, your voice is thicker, it's richer, less mumbling, and, and now your flow is just like next level.
0: I've been working on it a little bit. We're um from well, you were on episode probably I could look it up, uh the first fifty episodes. For sure.
1: And now this is what, 447 you said? I think episode 447.
0: <sighs> so it's a lot. It's like, well, people listening know, it's uh the first time, the first 50 times you did deadlifts compared to the 400th time, or any workout for that matter. Play piano, play basketball. Uh, we all suck at everything.
1: And sometimes we suck forever, but... You got to be willing to suck at something if you ever want to become good at it, man. I agree. That's what it's all about. So for these guys... DJ is here. Uh,
0: if you guys do not know him, I'm not gonna read over all the accomplishments because there's way too many. I remember all the early ones from Interval Man uh, to to, <laughs> to Workout Muse,
1: uh, StreamFit. Uh, you owned you owned a gym. What was the gym called? It was called. Well, it started as Get Sexy Bootcamps, and I vomit in my mouth anytime I say that. But I was young, and it and it sold, uh, and then it became Mission Metabolism Bootcamp. And the gym itself was called. Um, the Fitness Asylum. I do. It was a warehouse style, right? Yeah, man. No, it was like you know, you know, like 2008, the recession hit, and boot camps exploded. And luckily, I was able to connect with you know Pat Rigsby, Jim Lebedi, and we had that boot camp blueprint program, and it was a unique opportunity where now you could like for a fraction of the cost access group personal training, as it's called now. But boot camps exploded. And, um, I was lucky to get in, you know, you know, this is timing is everything. Timing is absolutely everything with any endeavor and boot camps were so hot. Oh, they were so hot in 2008 and 2009. You basically could be a complete dipshit and you could open one up and made money for a a decent amount of time. And by the way, that's what happened. People (laughs) that had had no business, no fitness experience or no real passion for it made a real money play. And sadly, we could say this is good. Because it's the market correcting itself. You could also say, sadly, because a lot of people—it's never good to see anyone go out of business, right? Because if you—if you're a small business owner, man, it's your life. Oh my god, it's a baby. That's my baby.
0: That's. Uh, but it, I mean, they, it's like now with uh, it goes in in seasons. Like CrossFit became that was the updated version of it. Rest in peace. Yeah. where everybody rest in peace.
1: <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> They're still around. I know they'll never they'll never die, but
0: uh, that peaked. Well, I remember when here was blowing up. And uh, we had a girl come in with her like community college class. She's like, "Hey, my I want to bring my professor." And there was like twenty students came in to our old place. And I think at the time, there's probably I mean, this dude has a gym right here. This dude has a gym right behind me. This guy's 50 feet from me. This guy's 100 yards. But then there was like five CrossFit boxes just on the way to like my space. And the girl, uh, one of the girls in the the community college group who came in like this business class, was like, "Hey, are you worried about?" all these guys around you and you know i'm young and obviously have a little bit of swagger um, deep down
1: and i'm like you get that white chocolate man yeah
0: i'm like, I'm like nah dude i'm like because these fucking dudes aren't me man like i'll die for this shit before i get put out of business and that's an egotistical thing to say and i could have been wrong but you obviously fast forward now i remember those ones one by one kind of went on a the business they're like do you want to buy our equipment do you want to buy our uh-huh. stuff because these guys are not fitness people they're leasing spaces you know, kind of riding a wave in a trend. And this is not something that you can do that for, for three, five, seven years. These, no. The sustainability of this lifestyle for most people is not, it's not going to happen. One thing on CrossFit quick. <laughs> do you have, you have a big CrossFit audience? Uh, I mean, I've had Colleen Fosh on like three times, maybe four.
1: She's she's a great person. By I the think way.
0: she's the most, uh, the most visited guest on the podcast because
1: she's been on like four times. She, I mean, she's one of the most fit people I've ever seen. Um, and, and that's really the whole thing. Like, here's the thing about CrossFit, bro. Like, I can't do CrossFit workouts. No. It's, it's, it is the most advanced form of training known to men. Ivan Drago would not have gotten through some of those sessions. It's not for regular people. Not for, not, not for longevity. No. We, I'm not even talking about the longevity piece. This, this stuff is not built. No. This is not what regular people with high-stress lifestyles need. No. This is just like murder to the muscles, into the body. But people that can do it and do it well—some of the most elite athletes in the world. So that's that's where it's like I, I give credit where credit is due. I can't—I would never put myself through those workouts because I love myself too much, or I I, I I need to keep doing this for a long enough period of time to feed my family. But. Um, that's the thing about CrossFit. It's just not for regular people. And regular people might want to do it because they think it makes them cool or tough. But I'm, Uncle Baby Biscuits is just here to tell you, man, <laughs> CrossFit ain't for you unless you are an elite, world-class athlete with no movement deficiencies at all. I used to think,
0: well, let me put it this way. I think a lot of people at home, when it was at its height, and you could see it and watch it on ESPN, so you see uh, like Rich Froning do his thing. And people would see Rich and be like, oh, I kind of look like Rich does. <laughs> and, you know, and I, and I don't mean that, like, you're maybe quite as jacked or quite as shredded, but here's, like, a normal kind of looking dude who's, like, fit. And, like, you might have this kind of warped perception of yourself. When you watch the NBA and you see, like, Anthony Davis, you're like, I'm not him. I'm not Kevin Durant. And you, there, you can clearly see this difference. And you probably suck at basketball, too. When you see rich you're like oh well i can deadlift i can do pull-ups i can kind of do
1: what he does and it's like no
0: no he's the kevin durant
1: that's how big the gap is and by the way in person the the the, i've never i've never seen him in person but i just know this because this is what i do you would be freaked out by him in person because the muscle density on that guy it doesn't translate in video or photo oh no dude no like people don't understand you would see like how, how dense and thick his muscles are to do what he did um I mean, it's just it, – it's beyond comprehension. Well, the for me, obviously, like, Colleen's
0: been here forever. Um, she's down the street. And she was on the episode, and we talked about uh, what she push presses. She's like, I push press, like, 240. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, and I'm like, I don't know if I can push – this is, like, five years ago. I'm like, I don't know if I can push press 240, like, with all my might in my body. And I'm much heavier than her. Yeah, I would have to train for it. Yeah, and I'm not, like – I'm not a weak human. Like, I really notice it now, and that's what I mean. Like, it's CrossFit is extreme. And when you see normal people work out – there's a dude in here the other day. I think he'll be here tomorrow morning. He's from L.A. I forget his name. Sorry, dude who's listening. (laughs) Um, He's a fitness guy. He's fit. Super nice. He's going to be devastated, by the way. Yeah, he's super fit. And he was doing rows uh, with, like, a 50, um, just like a rack row. And for me – when I'm doing even like a higher rep, it mine's like 80 pounds and it's like effortless. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm way stronger than this dude is. And you forget though, like when you're not, when you don't see normal people every day Yeah. and those guys, while I'm at my CrossFit box, I'm doing this. And this is not a, we're making this a bag on CrossFit, uh, podcast. When I think of like doing an overhead squat, I can't think of anything fucking worse, uh, for my body personally. Cause I don't, A, I wouldn't pass and I'm not a fan of, uh, FMS personally, like the functional movement screen, because uh, I wouldn't pass it for one. Neither would half the guys in the NFL. But I can't do an overhead squat perfect. I just think I'm, unless I'm super fucking loose, yeah, with any amount of load whatsoever,
1: and I do mobility every day. Dude, I mean it's, it's the most extreme joint angles. You so know I'm, what I'm saying like it's just. But again, like you put that in a a, a workout with other movements with speed for speed and time for speed and cumulative fatigue, and then you get these people that have been sitting all day. So, again, you know, it's um, – but, again, you know, it, 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 it hit its peak. They found is the, the number of people out there willing to give themselves rhabdo well, <laughs> with, I, to I pay for it, bro, to pay to piss protein. Oh. It is – that's what we do to – we do it ourselves because in this country in particular, the Western approach, man, we prioritize strength and ego above everything, and we love to punish ourselves for the way we eat, for the way we live, and it's sick. We're sick, bro. We can't even – even our approach to getting unsick sick is sick. Well, I started these
0: Sunday in Metcons on Instagram. We only did them in-house, uh, and we don't charge for it, first of all, because I would never have anybody pay for this <laughs> <laughs> nonsense we do. Uh, and I ask any of our people, don't bring someone new unless they're already – like a savage. Like mm-hmm. they just, they're there. They like this masochistic nonsense. And I like to grind. That's just kind of who I am. So I'll beat the fuck out of myself because I'm an idiot. You know, that's why we have these leaderboards here and people are like, well, how do you get up there? I'm like, Hey, you got to be really good and really stupid. Those are the two things. And we started doing the video ones during, uh, like the pandemic, just because people were stuck at home and we gave them a, a dumbbell version of it. And I introduced them now. I'm like, Welcome to your awful or your terrible Sunday events metcon. And I go, this workout's fucking terrible. And people love it. They love that. It's weird because I don't love them. I wouldn't do them unless these guys showed up on Sunday at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to do that. Like once in a while, yeah, I'm stupid enough and I hate myself enough to probably do it, but not consistently. And I can't do that every day. No. And CrossFit is that every day. And if I can't make it through, what does Roger... In Indiana, what's his fucking chance?
1: Zero. It's just the worst thing is when someone like tries to identify what you do as like, oh, it's like CrossFit, and it's like you <sighs> die inside because it's... it's not. And but that's kind of what we did is like the with the boot camps. Uh, <clears throat> I, I had the opportunity to help formulate a way of training in groups that was like CrossFit light, like a safer version of metabolic training. That's what we do that's it. And that's, you know, you put people in positions for success. You put them in situations where, you know, instead of doing a squat jump, do a box squat jump, auto-correct your form, you know, give people an ability to do something for a long period of time, put people in positions of success. What's coaching is all about, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you don't, you don't have to make, you don't have to be stupid just to be stupid. You can make things difficult without it being, uh, overly taxing or detrimental to your long-term success. Because what is the word longevity, bro?
0: That's why I remember the first time – and we'll move on from this, but I could talk about this all day too. Uh, the f- I've only done CrossFit once, like a workout once. Was it
1: that Reebok uh, Summit?
0: Um, I did it at Reebok 1 in Boston at headquarters. You've been there. Yeah. Like when they had the old place when it was super dope. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place. It was fucking awesome. And it was me, uh, like I think Spencer Hendel was there, James, uh, like Hobart, Austin – uh, Julie Fouché, all, okay. all the dudes. So yeah. they're, I mean, they're, don't get me wrong. They're all in amazing shape. Oh man. And it was Crazy. like, it was like a run. Uh, it was like a hundred pull-ups and I'm a, I'm a bro. So I do real pull-ups. And
1: you do like, you do that type of pull-ups where like you're floating at the top.
0: Yeah. And like, you know, I can get you 20, 20 good reps. And they're like, oh, it's 100. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm going to be here for 10 minutes. And they go in and crappie flop like all the way through. It's burpees. It's box jumps. It's a bunch of other shit that I really don't love doing. And at the end, they're like, what do you think? And I'm like, I'd make it like, I don't know, three months. And like, what do you mean? I go, my body would break down, dude. I'm like, I'm too heavy. I'm too long. I go, I'm not built for this. I go, it's just, it's not for me. And that's the that's the takeaway, everybody, if you're listening. It's just do what's best for you but you got to think about yourself not just at 27 and 37 but 57 and 67 and that wear and tear if you ever watch like NFL guys who are out NBA guys who are out they don't move so great and yeah you're not doing that much taxing but you also don't have that same genetic athletic ability and the recovery and the recuperation that they have so you're not going to be able to come back from it you just won't
1: no and honestly like the, the real thing is the last thing you want to be, especially if you're a, a trainer, a fitness pro, but you got you to be able to properly, the most important thing we do is demonstrate movements through a full range of motion with perfect form. If you are constantly sore and stiff, like it got to the point where I was even just doing too much uh, too much volume, too much intensity, too much load. And like, it would take me an hour <laughs> to get ready to start filming because you know, you're so stiff and sore and then you don't want to do it. Um, so th- the reality is, you know... Um, you know, and we'll probably touch on this at some point, man. Like, I, I think for the average person who's stuck at their desk, the way to get the way to to make yourself adopt an active lifestyle is four letters, man. Eho. Every hour on the hour during your workday, get up and do one minute of something. And this year, I dedicated myself, like, unlike you who has put the time on the bar, I never put enough time in the pull-up bar because. You know, I was, I was one of those bench press uh, monsters. You're, you're heavier than me, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, and I was, you know, when I played football in college, I was about 275, and I, I could, I was pressing close to 400, but I, I couldn't do a pull-up. And the pull-up is, is one of those movements that, think about what you do when you, when you put your hands overhead, first of all. You compromise your breathing, and when you hang from a bar, your nervous system interprets fight or flight. So basically, and what happens when you go fight or flight, your breathing gets even worse. You hold your breath. So the pull-up is just about accumulating time and retention uh, and learning how to breathe in it and get comfortable with your arms overhead. To be able to do that, you got to do it with an insane level of frequency, and you have to be willing to take your ego out of it and assist. Most of the work I've done this year has been with my feet on the... I have my office door. I put a door pull-up bar. It's like $37. It's still It's still like hanging in there from like... I think it's an iron woody thing from like back in the day. And it's got those nice foam grips, which help because that's the one thing with... Man, you, I still have calluses, but oh, not as bad. My like, hands are trashed. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. So it's good to have a nice grip. But um, throughout this year, man, five to ten sets a day, I, I'd get on that bar. And sometime I'd go for five or ten straight minutes, and I'd find a way to stay in it, whether self-assisting or whatever else. Um, and then we would vary the, you know, mix up the variations. But I finally uh, have locked it in, like where I can do it with perfect breathing, eyes closed. The other day, I went to this fitness park um, – for the first time to work, I, I've not left. I've not trained outside of my home in a long time. But there's this really cool fitness park with one of those, like you ever see these, like seven, like the seven movement. Oh, they have and in Scottsdale. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, it's like a blue setup, and um, I was doing a set, and this guy came over to me. Because by the way, this is why I don't train in public. Because at some point, someone's going to come over. Well, it's like bar stars. Sure. Yeah. But and I'm also like I'm 225. I'm six I'm, two. We're basically about the same size. We're built differently, but um, you and I. I, I'm, I'm that fat piece of shit and you're that skinny, skinny like, piece you, of shit. The guy looks like he was on meth Yeah, and we met in the middle <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, he came over and you know what he, you know what he complimented me on my breathing That's... first time in my life because he's, I've never seen someone breathe like that during a set. And so now when I do them, because I have such. Uh, my breathing rhythm dictates every movement I do now, and we'll talk about breathing because I, I basically created a breathing system during the pandemic, from scratch, like the fucking genius savant I am. <laughs> I mean, just—I'll tell you what—I'm I'm like Kanye West without the narcissism, but the—and uh, no one—but and also without anyone knowing about me at this point. But the—I um, it, it, I have no wasting. Like you, the, when you do those metcons, you—I hear about it, you talk about the metcon cough. Oh, it Takes you 48 hours before you're normal. Yeah, it stays with you for quite a while. When you learn how to breathe and you dictate, so when I, as I've been teaching myself how to, I taught myself how to walk because <laughs> <laughs> no one ever taught me how to do it and I was fucked up. And through that, I've taught myself how to run and it's all through a simple 4-4 rhythmic breathing. I do a f- for every four steps, four second inhale through the nose into the belly, followed immediately by a four second exhale through the mouth. And the moment I can't maintain that and I start to have to go, into the mouth to inhale, I terminate the set. So what what happens when you do that? You get into flow state, bro. And you can basically start to glide. And then you never push yourself to the point of pure oxygen depletion so I can, the next day I don't feel like I just got destroyed. So, um, and by the way, I'm all about occasionally pushing that metabolic, like go balls out, do a burnout set, you know, challenge yourself in the assault bike. But for the first time in my life, I haven't wasted myself and at this age, at 39, bro, recovery is everything. It's everything.
0: Well, yeah, even for me, it's the, uh, well, A, nobody knows how to breathe for shit. Uh, and it's cool until you do panic. Like, even us, like we would do uh, back in the day, uh, just nasal breathing, but tape your mouth shut. Or we would get on like the rower, and you just row. And if you, there, there's a lot to be said if you can keep your face calm too. It You do. That's what it's all about. But when you find yourself, and it's fu- it's all cool until like I'd fucking panic and then chew through the tape because then I can't breathe and I want to go faster. But there is something to be said about that when you can control that. Like Wim Hof too, same kind of thing. Sure, he goes mean,
1: crazy. it's the Bruce Lee style, right? Yeah. Bruce Lee, he would exert himself, but like, dude, he was just calm. And the thing is, if you're willing, and no one is willing, by the way, who's willing to get on the ground? Because By the way, to learn how to breathe, I, the, the best way, I because I, I was so tense and I was so neck- chest face breathing dominant. Cause again, I'm, I'm the dude that like, like you, it, I, I'm willing, cause I just had this insane willpower I built over the years. I'm willing to kill myself. Yeah. You know, and I willing to do workouts that no one would, you'd have to pay people millions to do some of these type of workouts. If they could even do them, if they could do them. Um, so, but through that, um, compromised breathing will cost you everything in fitness. Cause yeah, it's the first thing you can, you can't go more than two minutes. Some people can, they can train themselves, but you can't go more than two minutes without breathing. It's crazy because that mixed with
0: the the grip strength uh, from hanging. When you look at it now, we just had uh, uh, Dr. Stacey Barber was on a couple weeks ago talking about she was going over studies that have longevity of your life tied to grip strength. Oh, sure. Which is fucking crazy, too, to think that. But we, and again, we talked about this before, we teach people all these things. Like how to squat, how to jump, how to all those things are important. How to foam roll, do mobility, but we don't talk about breathing at all.
1: You got to get on the grounds because what you have to do is you have to isolate. You have to you have to get a mind muscle connection. To your diaphragm, and dude, that took me. Um, so I spent a year. So the pandemic started. We were just talking about this, bro. And uh, you said because we got on the phone early on in the pandemic, and I was like, I told you this will either be a two year prison sentence for people or a two year training camp. And the choice is entirely up to the individual. And you just told me now before we started recording, you thought I was crazy. You thought this was going to be like a couple months.
0: Yeah, I thought it was like two weeks to slow
1: the spread. And here we are two so fucking you know, years later. You know what I did? And this is what I did when I wrote my first book. I went prison mode. My, my, my first book, Your Body is Your Barbell, still on Amazon, did not have the commercial success I had hoped for. Guess who it's really, really popular with? And I've gotten uh, hundreds of letters over the years from inmates. No shit because it makes sense I guess but dude it was that to me that was the highest compliment I've ever gotten because you know people there's people that have done bodyweight books and stuff like that but to create a system that people stuck in a cell could not only do but like stick with and thrive with um and and by the way it was so funny about this whole like people had say like oh if I was a trainer I I'd, I'd love to be a trainer because I would be in great shape or if I had awesome if I had money or a cool home gym I would never miss a workout what happened when people got stuck at home this this two-year period has been the worst time ever for my fitness business and by the way I'm, I'm the home fitness guy I've become that because of whatever um and no one wanted to work out from home or people would say if I went to prison I'd get in great shape no you would you would first of all they would shank you <laughs> yes. because you're not cut out for that lifestyle no and um you, you wouldn't you wouldn't do shit Because the mental strength required to work out in a cell. Oh, dude. With no equipment and nothing. I tell
0: people this. Even during that, I agree with you, during the pandemic, we have been the least active. People went outside less. They worked out less. They ate more. They drank more. A lot of people's health habits went to shit. Now, obviously, there's anomalies for sure. But even for me, there'd be days where like, I don't want to fucking do it. And I'm 200 feet. From every piece of equipment I could ever have, I'm by myself. I can put whatever on the screen, listen to whatever kind of music, and it's tough for me. So, no, if you were a coach, and this is not bagging on anybody, I think it's almost harder sometimes. Where Ben Bruno one time, he's like, people think it's way easier. He's like, but sometimes the last thing you want to do after coaching people all day or making fitness video and talking about fitness videos is do more fitness. It's the worst.
1: Yeah. It basically, And this is the sad part about it is we both got started at this like with the dream, like get paid to lift subsidize our supplements (laughs) i mean this guy this guy slings more athletic greens i mean dude i have to tell i got to get to the point about how actually we first met but you are like a true a true hustler worker salesman that i mean i i would never take the time to send someone a packet of athletic greens i know you have help yeah but like the, the willingness to, the, to go the extra mile and, and the fact that you do really care about your people. Um, you've built such an epic business in multiple tiers and, and, and across different mediums. And um, pe- I just hope people know like how special it is to be able to have connected with you and listen to you. And um, I mean, it, it's, been, it's been awesome. Like, dude, I've taken great pleasure. And, and by the way, I have in the midst of like identifying myself as a small man as I've, I've basically faced all my demons from growing up and whatever else, mental health issues, stuff like that, to see your continued rise in the, f- honestly, I think the pandemic for you was your breakout and to see that has been one of the few things, few things of joy. Yeah. My, I, I, I thank you for that.
0: It's um well, again, like, you do say I don't listen to most people because I just don't. Um, well, a lot of people give me advice, and oftentimes they're not doing better than me. And I don't mean like better like more money. I mean like seem like they know what the fuck they're talking about. They're a well-rounded person. They're happy. All these things. But you, Dave, Jack, like I will listen to. And uh, you did say that to me. And I'll title this story before we get on. He literally is on the phone to me. I'm in my home office, and he's like, yeah, dude, this is a two-year prison sentence or a two-year training camp. And I walk out. I go, Heather, BJ's lost his fucking mind. He's like, he thinks we're going to be stuck dealing with this bullshit for two years. And by the way,
1: I did lose my mind. (laughs) For
0: for two years. And I was going to do it like anyway, I would assume. But when you said that, I'm like, well, if he's really right, and I'm really stuck in this horse shit, I'm like, I better do everything I can to not take an L. And I don't just mean like monetary wise, like obviously, like we support people here, like I pay for I support humans, like that's a responsibility I take on we have a staff of people here and afar that like require me to pay for them to like feed their family and do shit. So I have that motivation. But I was like, I'm not going to take a fucking L when everybody else is. So what can I do? Just try to go all in on the things that I can control, even though this place was closed down and all the shit was going on. So I'm like, I'll do more podcasts, we'll create these new programs. And it was the least amount of fun I've ever had. It's the most money we've ever made. And I hate to say this, but it's the best, like shittiest thing that did ever happen. Because I probably just would have kept kind of just going along like I was, which I'm not saying I wasn't working hard because I was, but I was spending, I was stepping over dimes to pick up pennies in terms of not just money, but, and I still love coaching people. I really do. But sometimes doing those things is taken away from like this bigger picture of doing stuff. So it gave me the, just like you, the step back of clarity, like what the fuck do I really want to be doing? What should I be doing? And what's the best use of my time? And without the pandemic, I don't know if that ever happens.
1: So No, I mean, for you, it, it allowed you to hit that next gear. It gave you the reason to, you know, in a lot of ways, double down to your commitment. But also you are, it identifies what it is. You're a rare breed, man you know, th- there is a fight or flight, there is a move or freeze. And you are a fight move type of motherfucker. I mean, that's just how it is. And, and the thing is, uh, and, and what I've always um, admired about you too. again, we're both in the Midwest. I, I know you have a, a, a you, you grew up in a tough household, tough situation, you come from nothing. And uh, a lot of that, by the way, is it's it's passed down to you genetically or just through environment. You know, like, um, and by the way, my, 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 father's is, is literally from a slum in North Africa. I've got that DNA of a motherfucker who's willing to like marry my, marry a fat white woman for a visa. <laughs> That's what happened, man. He straight up married my mom for a visa and all of his friends, they, they, they targeted like they went out and targeted, uh, overweight white women in the Midwest. Cause they Michi-
0: knew they knew they could get well, in
1: because they were, they were like, if you're somewhat good looking, you're like a prize treat and, uh. Again, but that, that's, so my origins trace there. So a willingness to do whatever it takes, you know, uh, that's that, by the way, that's, that's bred into you, brother, whether, whether you, uh, are conscious about it or not. Um, but, and even to get back to the whole prison thing, or just people in this pandemic, there is no physical culture in this country because people think they need a workout, but they have no movement skills. If you have movement skills, you know that, okay, like when I walk my dog because I've got this new dog and, and he's crazy <laughs> and I got it, if I don't get him like six miles a day and some intense play sessions, which involve me tugging and sprinting with him in the yard and doing agility, um, he'll, he'll go crazy or he'll just like eat things in the house or he'll potentially attack one of us. <laughs> We're early on with this dog. We rescued him. He's from a shelter. Uh, we, don't, we know nothing about him beyond the fact that he has deadly force abilities. Um, uh, there's been days because, you know, to do a six and by the way, when we walk, I go like, it's the first time in my life where I'm not trying to rush my dog through. Cause you know, you, you, in the past, I would just try to get the walk done as fast as possible. I knew they had to do it. And then I was, I was, It made it my walk, not his or her walk.
0: That's I do that. My wife does what you do. I do it the other way. Like I got to speed through it. Okay. Cause, cause I got And to I, I
1: was there by the way, but because I, I, by the way, if you care about your dog, the most important sense they have is their nose. So, letting them sniff, man, oh, is like it literally, it's like everything, and they like it. They like it dirty, like they like they like the the, the post workout ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that's when they come around. My wife was joking the other day. She had like she, I guess she had not showered in the morning, and she had a long stressful day, and my dog was going after the going after that, like ripe ass taco, you know? So, they know. They know. but you let them sniff. And so, uh, a three mile walk that I could bury in maybe 40 minutes. If I went at pace could take sometimes 60 to 90 minutes, especially, you know, we both live in the desert. So, um, he, he likes to take some stops. And so what I started to do is, you know what? He stops at the curb to smell. I'm going to mobilize my ankles off the edge of the curb. I'm going to hit a couple, uh, he stops by this wall section. I, I'll do a wall sit for five to 10 straight minutes lock in my breathing, you know, um, I'll do some walk, run. I'll do some lunging with him. I, I, you know, I, basically what I'm saying is I have all this, I've developed these skills. I know if I just get these skills accomplished, whether it be piecemeal or all at once, I'm good. The benefit of doing it piecemeal throughout the day is you eliminate stiffness in the body and you, you get your body circulating all day. You manage blood sugar and it's, it's the key to breakthrough in health and that's where people right now, man. All they all they know is if they can't do a thirty to sixty minute workout, there's no per, there's no point in doing anything else.
0: Well, I've always thought that is super dumb too, because people would think, well, I don't have an hour and a half to get to the gym, or I don't have this. I'm like, if you got ten minutes, dude, like the compound effect of that over time pays off huge dividends. But to your point, when you're you're walking and doing that. You have the skills. A normal person doesn't. The second thing, when you're doing that, people are driving by thinking you're a fucking psychopath.
1: True. But with a dog, that's the thing. That's why, like, honestly, one of the best things people can do for themselves right now if they're stuck. Because I know a lot of people right now, man, like, they're they're thinking about taking their lives. They're at the lowest points in their life. And f- this, is why, this is why fitness is so powerful. Every time in my life I've bottomed out and I never hit a bottom like I hit – this past year, what can you control? I, I can do a set. I can do a set every hour during the day. It takes a minute. Yep. And if, if I get, if I was just going to focus on the pull-up, for example, what do you think would happen to someone who did 10 sets? And by the way, it can be some sets of hangs. It can be some stuff, self assist. It doesn't have to all be like, and by the way, it's, it's typically never maximal. It's always sub-maximal. But when you do it with that frequency your submaximal bar just keeps getting raised. So suddenly when, you know, 10, uh, a set set, you start, here's an example. And this is like Charles Staley style shit, right? Like EDT. You take something you can do 10 reps with and you do multiple sets of five. And your form is cleaner and you can end up accumulating more volume than you did because you never burn out. And, and, and when you start to reach fatigue, it's at the end after accumulating all those sets. So a lot of my members at the thedailybj.com all year, we've done push-up and uh, pull-up specialization Throughout the year, every month, the program fluctuated, so you got variation. But the tenant was at least, just do at least one to two sets most days. And by the way, most days means four out of seven days. That's the majority of the the days of the week. One to two sets. You wake up, you do a set. You get home from work, you do a set. You've done two sets. I'm talking a two-minute commitment now. If you want to make it two movements, push-up and pull-up, it would be a total four-minute commitment, two minutes at a time. You back-to-back them. And what do you think would happen to your upper body if throughout the entire – this year, bro, I there's only been three days of the whole year I've not been on the bar, and it was when I was at a place – I even brought my pull-up bar with me. Because, we, you know, when we're located at a place where you can drive to some crazy, awesome places. Like yeah. I can be in the desert. An hour later, I can be in, with pine trees and snow based on the time of year. Yeah. It's a blessing. Because right now, Minnesota and Milwaukee – Nine and ten degrees, struggle, bust, dude. Struggle. And, and what is it like? It was eighties, and like, by the way, beautiful nights. Um, but what do you think's gonna happen to your upper body? What do you think's gonna happen to your upper body if you get five to ten sets a day? And honestly, just one to two, and for a pe- whole year. For a whole year, you will not only um, not only you're you're not gonna get sore from pull ups and push ups anymore. No, I just did a video with the queen of workouts, Alexia Clark. We just did like we did push ups for. Uh, about 90 straight minutes. And, yeah, I mean, I, I started to sweat. Um, you know, I, I started to lactate a little bit, you know, when you put <laughs> that much blood into those titties. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'm going to be fine tomorrow. Like this, uh, a couple years ago, I would have had, like, for five days, I wouldn't have been the same. So, but this is where, and you, and you look at a dog. What does a dog do, man? A dog, when he walks, he I, – I, I, I studied this dog. I've been, like – it's honestly it's been such a gift because – I've been in such a bad place uh, mentally, and 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 really what I needed is for the first time in my life for the last six weeks, I have been completely selfless. All I do is think about this dog and my wife, and I've had I I I haven't. It's been a blessing not to have to think about myself. And I watch him all day, and I just I study his movements, and you know he'll decide. You know what? I'm boy. I'm gonna do some sprints in the yard, or he's you know he's been laying for a while. He comes up and he stretches. He's in a constant uh, – he knows when to move. And it's just – again, there's this hourly frequency to the way dogs move. Healthy dogs, by the way. Yes. Healthy dogs, um, you know, with yard access and that w- with someone that actually understands, you know, what a dog needs. Um, so you can learn a lot. And, and the thing about a dog, if you use positive reinforcement with the dog for the first time in two years, I've finally so- seen beyond my own fitness, by the way, Cause that's the one thing, like probably the only reason I'm still here today is because when everything else hasn't been working and I, my business has, has uh, in, my fitness business is at an all time low. I've lost my audience. I've lost my, uh, my love, uh, for sharing with people. I've become so cynical of people and I've never been this negative <clears throat> with a dog. If you just use positive reinforcement, it's a positive feedback loop. And I, I literally see if I, if I make him good meals, I get him good walks, I groom him, I play with him. Um, not only am I getting, like, just through that, six miles of activity a day, just baseline, bro. I'm, I'm not even talking about uh, any training I decide to do. I might do an hour of boxing, or I might just shadow box for 20 minutes, or I might not do anything that day, but I got six miles in. And on, on that walk, whenever he stopped, I did some mobility. And then anytime I pass my pull-up bar, I hang. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even if I don't work out that day, I have done 10 times what I would have done in the past or what the average person does. And I, I, I credit, I thank God for, for, I mean, it's our fifth dog. And uh, this one has been the highest maintenance one. Like, this one, he attacked me in my home. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I had four boxers. And, I mean, I, I, dude, I truly believe, like, this will be a, a chapter in my book. Like, a dog is... A human's best workout buddy. Hundred percent. My wife is like, well, because
0: for years it's weird because we're in fitness and uh, well our dog too. Like it's our it's our best friend. We take pictures of it sleeping and then she'll send it to me, like, look how awesome this is. I'm like, Yeah, that's the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. But I was twelve years old. We've been doing this for twelve years, and I'm like, it's still the greatest thing ever. And she'll walk it every day, no matter what. The dog has its own routine. Goes down to this street. It waits for Janice and Hugh to get some treats, comes back, does all this stuff. And so now, for years, we never had any of these watches. Like, this is just a cheap-ass watch to track steps. And my wife is, like, so OCD addicted to it. Like, she has to get 10,000 steps, minimum, never under. Like, she'll go do some crazy shit. But the, the point is, she'll she's always willing to do that. And so by the time she even gets home from, like, her, like, even before her first work meeting, she's eight 9,000 steps in just from taking the dog for a walk. Now I understand people have time constraints and certain things. And some of you might live in the Midwest. You should move honestly. Um, But if you're choosing to, like if you do something so similar, we call it the
1: non-fitness activities. Mm -hmm. Like it does change everything. It's the dumbest acronym, by the way, NEAT. You know, like non-exercise activity thermogenesis. You have no idea how to communicate with people. Um, No,
0: I go just the shit that you don't think is working out is working out. And if you could do that more, you'd be better off. Now, when you're doing it, you're stopping and doing mobility drills. People listening are like, "That sounds crazy. I'd never do that." What I would say to you is, "Is it that crazy though?" We've made like normal now, just being super fat and unhealthy, and just kind of being in a bag of shit as the norm. I shared like Russin had a post where it was a it was a full on. I don't think he did the study, but I could pull it up if you guys want it. Where 2020 they have um, being overweight. Or no, obesity is like 40, is it 43% of Americans? And then overweight is like 70%. And then the 2030 projection was
1: obese was like 50%. And overweight is nearly all. Dude, it's Wally. Wally was like, Wally was the future. You know that, that, that animated movie? Yeah. Of like, basically, we're, we're in chairs, just like electric chairs rolling around, over, just obese. No reason to move. All artificial intelligence. um, and, uh, I mean, that's, here's the thing and people listening, if you, th- you will, you have no shot at making this a lifestyle. If you're not willing to walk a marathon every week, what is a marathon? It's a, it's just basically three miles a day. Yep. A little over three miles a day. And, and especially if you, you know, you walk to the bathroom, you walk to the, it doesn't have to be exactly like a three mile walk, but if you, that, that's why I say just walk three miles and you'll definitely walk a marathon a week. And that, that is to me, if you're not willing to commit to that. Don't even bother starting because walking is the only thing that we truly need to be able to do for our whole lives to live prosperously, right? It's, it's important to get in and out of a chair. Um, I, it's, it's even more important, honestly, to get up and off the ground. But if you are, if you're just saying, you know what, <laughs> cause think about like, you get older, man, you're going to be over if you're 50, 60, 70, and typically these are the years you finally can travel, but you're so crippled from, whether it could be obesity, lack of movement, joint issues, joint replacements, you can't even walk in Europe. No. And, and by the way, you're so deconditioned that it's, it's, it's miserable. To me, like, so I'll, sh- I'll share the story with you because, um, and it goes back to the whole thing with the, with the dog and just what you can learn from a dog. So the, uh, I had four boxers, which is, by the way, still the best breed, in my opinion, because they're just, do they are like humans. They'll look at you in the eye. It's just pure affection and love, and like we treated them like roommates. They would just they were just there, and we we work from home, so like it was a, an amazing life for them. But we never trained them, you know. I and mean? we never like took the time to like they they learned how to commute. We learned how to communicate with each other, but like, they, they you say sit to a boxer, I mean, they're stubborn as fuck. Yeah. Like if there's no nothing in it for them, they're not going to do it. Um. And so, but with this dog because he's a Mastodor, which is by the way the coolest fucking name. I mean. I, I go out of my way to say, people are like, uh, what's your dog's name? He's a Mastodor. Yeah. Because I'm so, like, it's so, so such a cool name. Badass. It's badass. It's a lab and a Mastiff mix, and I suspect, based on how he looks, the Mastiff is Italian Mastiff, which is the Cane Corso. And by the way, if you want to know, like, about a cool, like, historic dog, Google Cane Corso. They're, like, from the Roman battalions, and it means guardian of the estate. So they have crazy natural, like, they're, like, the ultimate family guard dog, but um I made the mistake and this was a dog that was on the street like the moment this incident happened two weeks ago this dog was on the street someone just let him on the street I looked at him in the eye (laughs) (laughs) like a normal person it was like yeah just like we were having a good day and uh I looked at him in the eye and then his, his eyes glazed over and he and like man I'm 39 and I was cold and I told you it was after like a cheat meal the next day so like you know I've got that like I've got carb face.
0: You feel like an average person.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm stiff. It's like I know. And then, great thing about the desert, man, is I can just go out. I can walk in the summer. I could basically I could go eat five or ten thousand calories one night. (laughs) The next day, I walk for an hour in 125 degree heat, and I I, I'm basically back to zero. In the Midwest, that would have taken me three days unless I had sauna access. Yes. But um. So again, thank God. Thank God for the desert, man. It's a great place to be. But. I I made the mistake of looking this dog in the eye, and he he stalked me like a a panther. He looked legit like a black panther. But I got up fast enough, and he only was able to bite my hand. uh, But instead of reacting with rage, which, by the way, would have just made it worse, because these dogs have 700 PSI bite force, meaning uh, they're going to get to your bone, and they're not going to let go. Like, this this change your life? 100%. (laughs) Like, the last thing I need is that type of dog by with my uh, fledgling fitness career right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's
0: not going to go well. No, no.
1: You need you need both hands and legs. But what happened, bro? I forgot to walk him in the morning. I changed up the routine on him, and it's for this type of dog. It's all about routine. So, um, and by the way, that's what you you are you. We're both. We are both like some routine sick routine motherfuckers where. I have not missed a week of training since I was 14 years old. Um, I always find a way to get it in. And typically when things get really bad, I double down on my, my routine. I double down on my fitness. And that's what happened the last two years. I taught myself how to breathe. I, uh, taught my, I, I realigned my entire body. I had to have the discipline as someone who's a strong guy. I can really move some weight if I want to, to not go any heavier than 25-pound dumbbells most of the year. Now, I did a lot of bar work and, and body weight stuff, and I'm 225. I got Your body is your barbell. And my and my barbell is, is heavier than ninety nine point nine percent of the planet. That would work out. That would work out. Yeah, 100%. exactly. And people that uh, only people over two hundred pounds know what it's like to be over two hundred pounds. Well, especially when you start to run or do pull ups, Metcon,
0: any right? of the body. Well, that's the the funny thing. We'll do the workouts here, where if we're on the machines, ski, bike, row, those things. I'm I'm heavy enough. And I'm dumb enough and I've built enough aerobic capacity to where I can, like, smoke most people. Uh, But when we start doing burpees, we have a girl here, Christine. She comes in on Sundays and she, like, she does CrossFit. She likes it, sort of thing. Um, I don't say anything to her. (laughs) Love you, Christine. Uh, But she'll come in here on Sundays because she likes the masochistic shit. And if we do, like, you know, burpees or something, like, first to 50, she's, she's done, like, two days before me. And it's not even close. And people are like, well, how aren't you faster than her? I go, do you understand, A, for me to get from point A to point B is about two years from her, but the amount of oxygen my body needs. Like,
1: we're not built for it. Long ass arms. You, you got, I mean, you got a really, very advantageous for basketball, man. Yeah. Like, I, if, if it's funny, if we got like, because uh, we're about the same height. Yeah. But I've, I have like this, I have the head the size of an Easter Island statue, like those relics from the islands.
0: You got a Brock Lesnar head. Oh, it's huge. Yeah.
1: Um. And you've got the small head. Yeah. But then you have, like, long-ass arms, a shorter torso, and long legs. And uh, But, again, like, what makes you, like, excellent on the court or the field, often, like, long limbs, length, um, size – well, size can be great in the gym, but length can be – is a disaster in the gym. Like, the way we do it, right, because, you know, it's going to take you longer to do every rep, and then the amount of uh, – the fastest way the, the easiest progression is to increase range of motion so for you every rep right for us every rep is going to be more distance now you talk about you did you mention anthony davis earlier yeah can you imagine what it's like for anthony davis with i mean anthony davis is like legitimately from another planet to do a bench press like a, a even a barbell bench press for anthony davis like i, I don't know what the, what would be the comparison for an average armed individual but i bet it would be like Let's just say it would be, it would feel like 135 pounds on the bar versus the 45 pound bar low because of the difference in arm length. People don't appreciate that.
0: No, to when you're, well, the kid from the Celtics, uh, he's a young dude. Last night he was playing. His, they says his wingspan is 7.6. Because he was just doing, he was dunking. I'm like, how is this dude like, and I was watching it, and then they said it, and I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. And he can jump, obviously, too. But in the gym, to do pull ups, to do bench press, to squat, even split squat for that matter, um, it's way harder and to build muscle too. The longer the limbs are oh, man. to have your bite. Like I'm not, I look how I look. You guys might think it's good. You might think I look like shit. I don't really care. Um, but for me to make my biceps be this big, I've had to die to do that versus friends of mine who are maybe five, seven who wrestled like they're naturally just kind of built jacked. Mm-hmm. Why does this look like this string bean piece of shit? It is tougher. There's advantages and disadvantages of both, but it definitely, if you're heavier and longer limbs, you're going to struggle with, with everything.
1: Well, what sucks about it now is everything is moving to uh, digital virtual. And unfortunately it equal, like it equalizes. So people that are small look huge on video. You and I, we look smaller. People will like meet us in person and they will be like surprise.
0: That's the number one thing people do say when they come here. They're like, Oh, or you know what they do ask? That's the, cause Monica will see it. And, uh, Heather will see it. Like, how tall are you and how much do you weigh? That's probably next to what kind of pants are you wearing? Sleeves sold separately. Um blessings, that's, blessings. that's typically like the, the two questions. And I always am like, why does that matter? But they're trying to gauge reference. Because like, oh, you and I are about the same size. Or you're way taller than me. And that's what people kind of do now, which is kind of crazy. But I would hate for someone to come in here and be like, oh, you're like way smaller and look way shittier in person. No, that's
1: not going to happen with you or I. No. um what you see is what you get yeah well what you see in person it's better it's better yeah and unfortunately um if you live this it's like it's like we're like muscular monks <laughs> yeah you, you at least see people i i mean honestly like so when i was at that fitness park i shook someone's hand for the first time in two years
0: that's fucking crazy that, I,
1: I was I, i'm fine with it at this point you know, like, I'm, I'm vaccinated and, I think after two years, man, at some point we got to just start living our lives. Yes. Um, and, and and you know, human contact I think is important. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Um, so but it was just crazy because um, well, that's the longest I've ever gone without shaking someone's hands, and seeing people like in person, and seeing people and in, in, or talking. that that see you that where you're not just at, like Starbucks or Whole Foods.
0: where like, oh, BJ comes in because like I don't train at a gym. This is where I work out. Yeah. So I don't go into places unless I'm like at a grocery store. So I don't hear. And I don't read comments on the internet because I don't give a fuck. Until I'm like standing at like Sprouts and somebody's like, "Oh, you're super fit," and I'm like,
1: "Yeah." Well, that's the thing. Now we can't even if they don't—they don't need to know us. Yep. If, you, if we go to public places, people assume that there, there's there's something there because you know, I, I. Do you play sports? Like yeah, something? Yeah. Like what's going on? Like there's there's something because you know we, we we dress with you know we have a little bit of flavor and style and we 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 wear clothes that show off the gains.
0: Well, it's weird though because we've made that. T- I've talked about this uh, earlier. We've made this like not normal where, and I talked about this with Heather last night. I know I'm a psychopath. I understand that, but I shouldn't be viewed as such a crazy person because I eat a certain way and I train a certain way and I take care of myself. That should be normal. Whether your results go beyond that, if you want to push it and like, you know, you really calculate your macros, or you understand your body, you have, I'm not saying that, but for you to walk in a store and no one else looks like you in the whole store, that's fucking crazy to me, and that's where we're at now. Like in America, where you are looked at as like a freak show. Yeah, now you are, but you shouldn't be. I think there should be people who look similar, like kind of running around all over the place. But if I go into Safeway, like, no, there's no other me's there.
1: No, it's, been, it's not even just like there's no other me's. <laughs> there's there are, there's not even like, I mean, it's it's like beyond like one of the I I, I call it the gorilla Corn. Yeah, it's it's the gorilla with the unicorn horn. It's a rare, it's a rare beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you go, you walk into almost any room, you go, you go to any like location, maybe besides an airport, because again, that there's just like such a high concentration of people. But still, you're among, you're among like, you're among a, a half a percent. Sure, yeah, you're in, you're at least in the, the gorilla corn squad.
0: Out of two, if you, I always say this: if you go into a room and you look at a hundred people, like, is there another person like you? Probably not. But it's taken twenty years. Well, and that's like, and I'll ask this too, because you were not always this. You were once 275 pounds, shitty, and then a better version of 275. And it's taken so many decades to do it all. And I say this, like I think of myself in this, like just because I'm not that smart. I say this all the time. If I could figure this out, a lot of you guys can, too. Now, I'll work harder than most people, but in terms of, like, IQ, I'm, like, one of the dumbest fucking people there is. Emotional intelligence, I have something else, I think. But that's with my, like, life skills. My physical body, I have some just gifts. Like, I could dunk a basketball, and it's, like, 15 years old. Like, all this crazy shit, like, most
1: That's real impressive. average
0: white dudes will never do. And I'm almost 40, and I can still do it with fucking ease. And, like, at some point, it will go away. Now it's more so I'm scared if I leave the Earth will something come disconnected. So I think about it now without like I'm not I'm like old Derrick Rose, not young Derrick Rose anymore. But in terms of the physical body for you, I don't think there's anybody in fitness that's done more with probably genetically less.
1: I mean you saw you saw those pictures, bro. Like so this is I so my I am like I'm a mutt. I'm like one of those. It's and it's been uh, it's been tough because. I never know where I fit. Like I've got basically half of me is, is white trash. <laughs> and the other half is, um, you know, my father's Arab. Um, and so my, my mom's side, the white trash side, which is, it's Austrian, but like from Wisconsin, um, you know what I mean? Like via Wisconsin. Sorry, Packers fans. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, you know, like obese, she had to get her stomach stapled. I mean, I, I have those genetics. There's had genetics where if I wanted to get huge – there's no limit to how big I could get. Um, now my dad, he, he grew up in a slum. So he was like any, I'm, I'm taller than my dad, but like my, my dad was like a buck 60, like as a grown man, because you know, they don't eat. Yeah, <laughs> They don't, I mean, if they, they it's, and if it, they do eat, it's like once a day and it's whatever's available. Um, so, um, and, and my family showed love through food. And, um, once you get, once you be kind of become a fat kid, it's a, it's a, it's a tough cycle, bro. Like that's one of the reasons I'm such a big Mike Tyson fan as he was. And then he transformed himself. I sent you the, the article, right? About the yeah. way he used to train in his prime. My favorite part of that, by the way, was the 10 minutes of neck, neck exercise. They didn't even say what it was. Just do, do neck for 10 minutes. <laughs> by the way, like, and by the way, his, his, his head, his neck, he was beyond a pinhead. His neck was thicker than his head. That's thick. Iron Mike. And he ate punches. People don't talk about his chin. It wasn't his chin. It was his neck. But um, I love that because like, no one will do this, right? You, you share this like, what is this? What am I paying for? Well, I just do 10 minutes. I do an hour of lunges. The single best thing I ever did for my legs, I built up to an hour of lunges. And by the way, there's such, there's such a, a residual from that accomplishment where I haven't done much like dedicated lower body training this year. My, my wife calls it the family hamstring. Like, every dog we've ever had, like, they find a way to cuddle next to it because it's got its own heat supply. It's, it's thick. It hangs low. It's
0: crazy, too, because, like, when I met you, like, you did not look like this even. So Your legs talking, didn't look anything like this.
1: Dude, it was um, – well so, um, I was overweight. Uh, I found uh, – and this, this is the power of a good coach. I had two coaches in my life. I had my dad who belittled me abused me physically, mentally, emotionally, my mom as well. And I, I had to deal with being unable to defend my mom my whole life. I started, people think I started fitness to, like, working out to, like, lose weight. I started training so I could fucking knock my fucking dad out. That's crazy. I was, I, I was, I I would literally visualize him. Um, and by the way, the t- when the time finally came, I threw my dad out of my house. And he looked at me cause you know, it was all those years of him, like taking out his, his everyday stress out on me and belittling me. And whenever my dad would see me relax, he'd, he'd have to find a way to make me anxious or, uh, insult me or he'd come up to me and he'd grab my, I still to this day, I don't like to be touched in the stomach. I won't even, I just don't like my wife even touching me in the, in the, in the stomach area, but I'm a lean guy. Yeah. I, I mean, I do hold like, that's, that's, that's my stubborn area, but, um, and no one likes to get pinched anywhere, but like, He would just have to come up to me and grab my fat rolls and make me feel terrible about myself. And you're like a teenage kid. I'm no like young, like dude, like six, seven, eight. Cause 'Cause I was, I was just portly. I was a portly. It fucks with your brain. though. Oh dude. It fucks you up big time. Yeah. And, um, I'll never forget this. Like, um, the, so at this point, right? Like, and again, I would always arm wrestle him and, uh, and he would, he would just love to like, you'd start to play and then he would try to express his dominance and like, hit me hard or like, you know, um, we were doing, I remember, Forgive forget this. I was doing French homework once when I was the worst thing ever, by the way, you've got an abusive dad who knows not, by the way, my dad, my dad had was abused way worse than I was. And he, at 10 years old, he became the breadwinner for all of his family. Now that might not sound like a big deal, but if you're from Zeramdin, Tunisia, okay. <laughs> and his dad had four wives and every, every unit, you know, they have multiple kids because they're workers. Yeah. Um, he, he is taken care of all of his family. He's had the stress of that. All those people. you Dude, I'm, I'm talking like tens of tens of people, like 30 to 50 people in his lineage that he's taken care of. Like they would get our old clothes. You know, he would send them money because the dollar here goes way more over there. Jesus. Since he was 10. That's nuts. dude. So I take it with a grain of salt, but, um, you know, and, uh, But I started really training, and then, uh, and I got to the point my sophomore year in college, I was I I, like I tested a hand clean two seventy five for eight reps, and by the way, no technique, like I'm pretty much like a reverse curl. You're just that's so first of all it's
0: so fucking heavy. It's freakish. And then to muscle that up with like shit form.
1: I had I had so much rage in me, man, like um, and when I I I finished the test and my coach like pulled me aside and like I have to talk to you like is everything okay because I, I had my, I had this gold chain on and I, I just, dude, I went, I like blacked out and I, it was only, you're only supposed to do like three to five reps or something. And I got eight and I broke my chain. I was bleeding everywhere. And, um, like so the animal pack, tech yes, shit so that was the type of guy when I came home, my, my sophomore, before my sophomore year in college, the last time I ever went home for the summer and, um, you know, there was about to be, there was an inc, over a game, by the way, over a game of, you know, the board game trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True to its name because we were playing trouble. And my parents started to get into an argument that was about I mean, a number of times the police. It was so crazy. The police came to my house so many times, man. I, there, there were times where they came to my house and uh, a cop, another cop would walk in and, he, and they, like someone would try to give him like background information. And he'd be like, I'm well aware of this situation. Cause he, 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 he would come here at least once a quarter. Yeah. It was, like, frequent. Okay. Jesus. And um, and he, he got to the point, he got physical with my mom. And now he, instead of the kid that he was abusing, I was this motherfucker that would, like, black out and clean 275 for eight. And we looked at each other in the eye, and that motherfucker left with his tail between his legs. And I thought it was going to be the peak of my experience, and it was the worst. <sighs>
0: Not what you thought it was going to be for sure. Yeah, no, it wasn't.
1: And, um, sad, but, um, that was actually why I got into fitness. Now losing all the weight and, and finally like getting in shape. That was great because it sucks, man. It sucks to be fat. It sucks. People just, they don't give you the time of day. They think you're lazy they assume if anyone farted, it's because of you. I saw uh, an interview the other day.
0: It was a clip. It was, uh, I think it was Jonah Hill on like Jimmy Kimmel. And it was terrible. And it's, they made it in the post and Jimmy Kimmel like, oh, you smell good. That's surprising. And Jonah Hill's like, what the fuck? Like, why is that I surprising? I think just cause he's like a bigger person. Like they were trying to make a reference like, oh, you probably stink or whatever it is. And to your point, like you said this a million times, like your body is your business card. It is. And the one, if you want to talk about, and that's, we don't talk about this a lot on the podcast, like the biggest prejudice in the world is if you're good looking or not. Like, that's the biggest thing. If you're attractive and you're just, you're fucking Brad Pitt, not a knock against him. He was never going to work at Wells Fargo. No, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. She was not going to be your checkout person at Starbucks, dude. It wasn't going to happen. Something that's the biggest thing. So if you are fit and attractive, as shitty as it is, people do treat you, look at you, and and think about you a, a different way. They do, yeah. And I mean, people
1: people actually hold doors for me when I walk into buildings. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And uh, but again, you know, it's it's not it's not why I do it today. Obviously, you know, I love the look. I mean, because again, I basically become a different person. I've also like. At this point, you do this for so long, bro, you change your genetics. Yes. And people don't realize, I sent you the article. Like, it's like, why was Mike Tyson doing like 10 hours of training a day? Well, he was a fat kid. So people don't realize when you get fat, you have, a, you have this burden. Even when you get to a, a leaner weight, you will forever have to burn more calories daily just to stay that same weight versus someone who was always this weight that never was fat because fat changes you it changes you it literally ch- it ha- it has hormones it, ch- it literally changes your body and i just did a recent podcast about why, you know bulking is bs because you know i'm getting all these emails from bodybuilding.com i got 5 in one week about like bulking and it's like this is this is dangerous language because body fat is undefeated man you don't want to be fucking with body fat i've known some people that i knew this incredible bodybuilder bro like genetically gifted and this guy, his conditioning was like incredible. You would, it was like octiceps, not quadriceps, octiceps. He got so lean. He did a bad bulk and he was never able to reclaim that original condition. He basically took the set point up. People don't realize that it's a dangerous game you play with body fat. You got you to learn how to be comfortable. You got to know your body type and know your weight class. What happens? I just saw this thing of Roy Jones Jr. People don't know this at, at a high level. He was maybe the most, one of the most talented athletes ever, arguably one of the greatest pound-for-pound boxers of all time. He had, you know the dec- how the decline of his career happened? He was so good he would just go up weight classes. He went up to uh, light heavyweight, won, won belts in all those divisions. He had a bad cut. He lost his muscle mass. He went from like 195 to 170. He lost his muscle mass and basically essentially lost his, his speed, his world-class speed and reaction time. He could never reclaim it. And then he started getting knocked out from a bad bulk and cut. And again, this is where it's like, you know, the best way to sell people is is, uh, you got to get people in the door. I get it. I've done done the 21-day meta shreds. I've done the speed shred. You got to get people in the door. But the reality is people have to be comfortable with their weight class. Now, occasionally someone like you, who can cuz i saw those old photos of like you having one of those wife beaters with uh that, that's antiquated language we actually we made for sleeves sold separately we call it a wife lover or a husband lover
0: that's more uh, that's more 2021 yeah
1: exactly yeah so but that's what it used to be called and it, as as sad as that is and but it was like it was stained and it's like you didn't look like and you you found a way to completely if someone met you today they would have no idea you would have been like on the cover of like I'm a meth addict. (laughs) What am I going to do? Yes, Or I would have been, like, on the gastric bypass uh, pamphlet. Yeah. That photo of me, like, with uh, my gateway computer.
0: Yeah, it's bad. Oh, man, brutal. You're big. Well, fat source too, like, it's genetics, right? Like, so if we make the numbers – I think the fat cells are, like, in the trillions in in your body, something like that. But let's say, genetically, I'm born with 100 and you're born with 300. Those never go away. No. And if you – have a certain lifestyle over time you create more fat storage and cells in the body and even if you become a lean person those are still there they're just dormant they're ready to get sucked up and that's instant you fuck up that's what i would like to tell people like i'm not like if you're a young dude and you're like i want to be big i'm not saying you can't be if you were like ectomorph like me you probably Mm. can get away with it if you don't have like some kind of eating disorder because it can fuck with you in a myriad of ways but if you're already naturally a bigger dude you're just making that road for you for the rest of your life a whole hell of a lot harder. If you're the guy who, like you or like Ben, when Ben comes in here, six nine, two hundred fucking ninety pounds. You know he eats a pizza, he gains ten pounds. I eat a pizza, like nothing happens. You have to know that about yourself. Otherwise, if you're 24 and you're like, I just want to be 200 pounds and shredded. I'm not saying don't go for that goal, but dude, understand like there's so few humans that are not in an androgens and a shits ton of drugs that are 200 pounds and ripped in the normal world walking around. And even the ones on drugs, it's still
1: really rare to do. And by the way, that's the thing I really respect about you is you did it naturally. You
0: well, know what
1: I mean? Like, and, and I'm the same way. Like, I mean, I, we, we both could have about five or ten years ago said you know what, I'm just going to – like like a lot of these famous people, by the way, that you look up to and want to, like, replicate their workout programs, they're facilitated and they, and with great genetics. So it's, like, the deadly combination. But Yeah, and, um,
0: if, and I when, it, when you say, like, genetics too, like, obviously, like, insertion origin points, muscle bellies, all those things. But can your body take the drugs?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's another that's, aspect of it. Like,
0: for me, I'm like, I don't think my internal stuff – and I, again, I don't, that's not what my business was or my brand was. And I'm like, I'll just do whatever I can cap out. And I was fine. I'm like, I don't think my body can take all this shit. And you need to have, like, if you want to do drugs, like you guys do whatever the hell you want, but you should have like a doctor and a physician and a sure. team, like on your side if you're doing that. And I have to ask yourself, like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Like if you're the guy who, like in my office, like I have Jay autographed that uh, Olympia poster. Like Jay Cutler, obviously on drugs. Like that's Olympia. That's what they do. For him, risk reward probably worth it. Changed his life. That's who he is. That's what he's done. Like he seems to be doing fine. If you're, you know, Ronnie Coleman. Oh, jeez, man. Have you seen? You saw that? You seen the Netflix doc, right? It's like the saddest thing I watched. Like, oh, that's not like a murder show. And he seems to be fine with it. Like, he seems to have, like, good spirits, which is fucking crazy. But the dude can barely walk and go through stuff. And for him, I don't know. He probably would do it again. He's a different breed. But if you're listening to me and you work at the fucking post office or you sell insurance and you want to do a shit ton of gear to look jacked at Lifetime, I don't think it's worth it for you, dude. Just be
1: honest about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and again, you know, uh, (laughs) here's an example. A man with uh, a name that's four letters. Okay. I mean, like, people think that's real. Kids think that's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, and everybody knows who this person is. And I'm not, look, I don't work with kids. Um, I'm I'm on OnlyFans. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm not, you know, there's, I I make choices that some people might find uh, distasteful. But um, if I would ever have taken drugs, I mean, I, by the way, I do, I use caffeine and I, I, I recently started using, uh, cannabis, but I, I mean, I don't drink. I, I mean, I had, I didn't no drugs beyond caffeine hit my system until I was, uh, 37. Um, I would, I would be honest about it because you have to be, you have to be because people need to know people want that's why they need to know like your, your height and weight. They want to know what's possible. Yes. And, um, I get people like even in my program at like. Again, like and I'll tell them like a buck sixteen it's like I want to gain some size. And I'm like, well, this is not the right program for that because um again, like I, I no no one statistically, no one's looking to gain size. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you just gave me those obesity numbers. People are not like there's a couple people in each city like you looking to gain some size. Okay. And it's so hard though. And it's it's a it's a full time job. I'm like, so let, let's say you go on a five or six thousand calorie a day. Schedule and you have to eat uh, at least six, eight times a day, and you get to your you get up to you go from one sixty to one seventy, and you died to do that. And by the way, no one can even tell the difference. No, okay. well, and
0: you look way worse. You look worse. Yeah, uh, obviously, like I did it over the course of years uh, before my fitness pal, and would track everything with pen and paper. Okay, and just eating, but not you know, as good as you can. But you can't eat like all real clean food that much per day. It's just not possible. So I'm like drinking fucking orange juice and like just swallowing peanut butter and like got whatever it could be just to get the numbers up. And probably the heaviest, I mean, like 230 some pounds, you know? And you
1: felt sloppy, right?
0: Uh, I felt shitty every day. Yeah. Um, My body can't digest that amount of food. Like the digestive stress alone and my performance. Like I could go hiking, but I would die. Uh, You know, I'd lift like heavier, but no aerobic stuff. Like... Getting up and down like a
1: basketball court? Well, that's the thing. You can't. You can't do things that burn a lot of calories. You can't do normal human shit. Because then you have to eat so much more to offset the calorie burn. So, again, it's just – it's an unhealthy – I mean, again, it's like you want to get an eating disorder, or do a body comp, uh, body competition, a physique competition. Guaranteed eating disorder. We, but we both – I mean, I, I've, I've, I've seen how lean you've gotten. Um, I, did, I did those, man, and I, 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 I did a bodybuilding competition for 16 weeks. The only carbohydrate that came into my body – was broccoli, or maybe some green beans, and I gained 35 pounds in f- the five days after. Because that's fucking what crazy. do you th- what do you think's gonna happen? It was actually the, the first day after it. Like I did the whole Cheesecake Factory. I, I mean, that's, cheese- what I, that's what I did my first that's show. The, that's where to go. Yeah. By the way, if you do do a physique competition, yeah. the place to go is the Cheesecake Factory because they have something for everyone. But I woke up the next day and I had never seen so much vascularity in my arms. My abs were gone. I finally got an abs for the first time. This is like when I was 22. I got abs for the first time in my life, Jeremy. And I've then, seen enough
0: seen the photos. It's like red trunks. <clears throat>
1: oh yeah, with by the way, it was cold that day. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> those shred, speedos. You're shredded though. I remember that. Yeah, but I mean it was it was a shredded as shredded as I as I could be with that level of muscle mass at that age with those genetics. Like if I if I did a cut now, man, I could get like I could get fucking Rocky. I would make Rocky IV look a little overweight.
0: Yeah. Or, no. or,
1: or smooth because, you know, just you have, you have so much um, body awareness now and you, you know how to do all the – <laughs> manipulate it yeah. all. the manipulations, the inputs. I I've never even fucked with, like, the water side of it um, or, oh. like, the salt. I mean, I've never even done that. Makes a difference. It does. It and um, it was funny. We did the MetaShred DVD because uh, it is about body type. And, like, I can pretty much starve and I, I won't lose muscle mass. But because of, like, you're doing three workouts a day and these are, like, tough – Brutal workouts, they're terrible. And you were saying, like, you had to eat cookies at the end of the day just because you knew, like, you were gonna wake up like small. Oh, dude. The next day,
0: I remember filming those. And first of all, that's like for young people listening. uh Any of the follow along stuff, you're not ready for it. If you're like a young fitness coach and like I want to do that to really do it at scale, it's one of the hardest things to do. Like literally, because you're doing three metcons per day. And you're on fucking camera. And oh, by the way, you might be eight minutes in, and Hannah dinged her fucking mic pack, and we're gonna start over, a forty-minute workout. And I'm like, what the fuck are and you, we? And you were doing the
1: advanced stuff. And I'm too. just like, and I'm dying. <laughs> they should have flipped
0: that around. So like, we filmed this. The program we're talking about, it was myself, Hannah Eden,
1: Alexia, and BJ. Which, first of all, I don't think you're gonna find the that that was the single best workout DVD, most like talent-wise of all time. I don't care what anyone says. No, you, you're not going to get in for us to be, to get it in that era
0: of time, like kind of right before we all kind of evolve into like, you know, where we go with everything. But to film those, uh, I would die every day, uh, feel like shit. My body would hurt so bad. Like Hannah and Alexia are just like having fun in the corner talking. I'm in the other corner with my legs up in the fucking air laying on the ground. Cause I want to kill myself. Like calling my wife in the hotel room. Like I'm going to quit.
1: I'm like, uh, honestly, man, after that first day. I wanted to quit because we got. I, I there was one. I think it was the afternoon routine. and It was heavy split squats. Yeah. Um. And again, you got those long legs, and you're 225. It so was again.
0: It was split squats. No, no. It was. It was like squat jumps. It was split jumps, and then the finisher, or the last part of it, was like switching split squats, like either 30 seconds, 30 seconds, or a minute and a minute, <laughs> and each leg. And I knew I was fucked. Because the back leg, we're doing Bulgarian split squats. The leg that's on the bench is so fucking
1: sore, and that's not even my work leg. There's nowhere you can go. You can't even resting at the top is like your glutes on fire. So honestly, the best place to be is at the bottom. Yeah, that's when you know you're in real trouble. When the best place to be is at the bottom of a squat or lunge.
0: And Adam, Adam Campbell's there. He's not that far in front of me, and then someone else is there. Like the whole, there's like eight fucking cameras. There's a whole room full of people, and I'm just like, bro, you ain't never quit. And nothing in your life. And I'm like, this can't be the thing. And I just remember like, please just let me get through this and I'll figure out the rest. And I'm calling Heather in the whole and I'm like, I'm going to fucking quit. I'm like, I don't think this is day one. I'm like, I don't think I can go through a whole I, week. I, of this. I was
1: worried you weren't coming back the next day. I'm like, this is, I was
0: the whole, I could talk about that's a whole another podcast in general, but the, the point he was driving at was by the time I stopped being a little bitch and uh, just make it through the week, I would still go to Wegmans after we would drive there every night. So we'd all go back, Hannah, Lex, and me, and I'd stop. I'd get a salad. I'd eat my normal protein whatever, and I would get – they made these huge cookies. I mean, they're as big as my face, and I would get, like, three of them at least, and I would crush them every night, and i wake up the next morning and just shredded, like just paper-thin skin. I'm like, oh, I guess you can kind of outwork a fucking diet or whatever, but I just – I couldn't keep up with the output. It was too
1: much for my body type. Have you tried – this is a side note. Have you tried the brown butter chocolate chip cookies from Whole Foods?
0: I have not. <sighs> They have a uh, crumble cookies here, okay. Have you ever tried that? no, they're um I
1: can send it to you. I
0: try not to get them because they're so fucking addicting they're big, but they're soft, mm, and they're so always soft center, fr- yeah, the whole Ooh. thing is yeah, but then I wake up, my face looks like like it's stung by a bee,
1: and I feel like <laughs> shit, but they're fucking amazing. Can I tell you a quick story? I hadn't had little Caesars in years, and but I saw the ad for their mo like it's like the uh it's a stuffed crust pepperoni. Pizza, like the most, it's like the most excellent stuff. It's a, it's, I forget the name, but basically in the, in the crust is another slice of pizza. There's cheese and pepperoni in there. Respect. Okay. So every slice, I didn't factor this in every slice is two slices. And I had, um, about six slices, which means I had 12 slices. And this is, by the way, this is, uh, like uncle baby needs to be more on the thin crust tip these days. That's all I eat anymore. Yeah. yeah. Thin crust, uh, shout out to stuffed pizza in Palm Springs. The best pizza in the area, man. They got a great thin crust. Um, But this is thick crust. Thick crust, and there's another slice in the crust. Okay? And um, I woke up the next day, man. In the face, I looked 265. And I I walked out of the bathroom. My wife saw me, and she goes, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily, I was able to sweat it out. Like, I had jowls. Because I think, you know, again, I haven't had that much, like, I don't know. what, What do they use, like, uh... Stuff they put in walls, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the crust. Asbestos. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. like, some thick, sick shit in there. Oh. Delicious. I mean, really, truly delicious. Just know one slice equals two.
0: I try to not go too crazy with that stuff just because, like, and not, not for vanity reasons. Like, I can I can do whatever at this point. I can manipulate anything. But I'm like, I just can't give away a whole day to feel like shit. Like, that's the one thing, as I've gotten older, that's probably changed is where when I do do stupid shit, I only do stupid shit that I know I can get away with in terms of food and drinking because it's just like I pay the price you pay the next day is way too much. It is. And it's that's tough. where I struggle when I'm 26, like, eh, whatever. But now I can't got through it anymore.
1: It sucks. I've had recently, I've started to notice too, that if, if I, especially if I do it too late, I'll start to get a little acid reflux, it's never happened before in my life, but it's good. I thank God. You know what I'm saying? Like my body is finally like, this is the benefit of aging in some ways you, you, in a lot of ways you, you, you can't get away with things you used to do, but you do have to become smarter about things. You know what? It's good to be smarter about things. There's no, like, there's no reason that like one or two days of the week, every week you feel like total shit. So thank God. Yeah. Your body's telling you. Yeah. It's like, listen, bro. Like again, like I already did those six days in the past, like to be 275, I had to eat a lot. Um, who knows how much I word down my digestive system. That's the thing that people, this bulking shit, man, like you've got in your joints X number of cycles. Your heart has X number of beats. Your digestive system has X number of digestions. I don't know how many of these people that are young are, that are chasing a physique way beyond their means are literally burning through their fucking digestion. And then they're going to be eating applesauce when they're 45. Well, I don't think either we've eaten
0: this. And again, I eat basically once a day at this point sometimes maybe two if something's kind of funky it just works for me and my kind of schedule and my lifestyle but uh i don't know what the long-term effects are of eating six seven meals a day every day are for 50 years because we've never fucking done that no nobody except so if you're talking like what's well what's 50 years ago jeremy well 1970 like so are people in <laughs> 19 are 19 you know what i'm saying like in 1972 is there guys eating seven meals a day no people were working
1: doing actual work not just living on social media and
0: moving so now we're we're doing this we're telling people to to eat this way and I'm like we don't even know what that is like we have no we've have, we have, there's no avatar to kind of base it off of yet you're going to tell someone to do it because like well that guy did it I'm like well his genetics internally are probably much different than yours and that's what I would say to anybody I'm not saying you can't want to be bigger if you train enough over time for most people muscle maturity doesn't even like begin to like become real until you're, like, 35. Like, that's when you start to see dudes, like, look like dudes. Yeah. And oftentimes guys think it's, like, when you're 26. I'm like, without drugs, other than, like, the anomaly people, it really isn't that. And you're never going to be the biggest guy. You can tell – for most of you, if you want to know, look at your ankles and look at your wrists. And I'll tell you if you think you should be the biggest fucking guy. We both have those –
1: those feminine ankles. Yeah, if they look like <laughs> mine,
0: dude, you, your you're joint. there's only <clears> so much <throat> space around the joints that there, there can be tissue for. And so I would say it's better off trying to be the most shredded guy Cause that you can always sure. be conditioning always sells. Cause what will happen is I've talked about this before when your friends see you and they haven't seen you in a year and you show up to like your, your pool party or you're at the beach or wherever the fuck you are. And they're like, Oh man, you're jacked, but you're 15 pounds lighter. What they really mean is you're shredded, but the shadows and the appearance of it is what sells to me. You might look normal in street clothes, which is fine, but it's kind of like having a Ferrari, right? Or having like you got the little, the entry level BMW, That guy floors it because he wants to know, like, hey, my car's fast and he wants to flex. If you have the Ferrari, you don't have to do that. And that's what you guys are. It's like, yeah, you might look normal, quote unquote, but when you have your clothes off, you're like, okay, I look like fucking Rambo. That's more attainable and sustainable than trying to be the guy who puts on 30 pounds and then carry that 30 pounds with you for the next 30 years of life. It just doesn't seem
1: realistic. For sure. And again, the, the other aspect of that, is I mean like oh man it's just kind of you know again like there's a whole there's a whole body positivity movement now and look I mean I think I think it is good in some ways like because again you know and it's it still frustrates me occasionally when someone will be like because you know you're you're working on something and you mentioned Jonah Hill and it's like god my heart hurts for him man he's had so many different like weight shifts crazy I know I know he's battling and, and I think I saw a recent thing where like I think he's at a good place now I hope he stays there but like you get the whole internet just like ripping you like oh he's fat again or like <clears throat> I was uh this year because I, I basically decided I have to rebuild my body I've got to fix all the mistakes of training since I was 14 years old and as I I'm writing my next book I'm be- the, I'm writing it for an audience of one and it's me this is the book I, I would have handed myself when I was fourteen before I ever did my first workout. Let what me, is what is the title? Uh, Can we share that? I, I mean, tentatively, and I, I own it. It's called "Fuck the Gym," but <clears throat> such a great name, though, too. It, you know, that's by the way, that was my. I pitched that as the name for the original book, which we, I still. It's a good title. Your body is your barbell. It's a great title, but but it was too. The, the, your body is your barbell. Automatically made it a niche product. Fuck the gym, could have been, but you know what? Good because. this is going to be self it's not going to be through men's health it's going to be my book um the the only issue with fuck the gym it still might work is I didn't realize how big of a mental health component was going to be in this new book because I didn't realize I was going to have a mental health crisis I I was not in my uh docket wasn't in the plans it wasn't in the docket bro but um it's it just happens to be but I think fuck the gym can still uh align with that but again like you know. you get people commenting "Oh, you look thin or, you know, it's skin. It's like, first of all, if you, you if you see me in person, you wouldn't th- say that for some reason, sometimes on videos it doesn't translate or they, they think, uh, I've got, I still get messages from people about like concerned about my skin. You, you see me in person. Look, I mean, I'm 39, man. How does my skin look to you? Yeah. Pretty good. Right. Looks great. And I'm half white. So I've really, I've really good I got a little bit of Brown from my dad, the yeah. Arab side. Um, but, um, on on some videos with a filter or just the lighting, I might look nuclear. Uh, Well, dudes tell me I need Botox uh, a lot on videos too, which is so so, let's talk about Botox because like, so you're going to for every, so every three months for the rest of your life, you're going to go and have someone pump this shit into paralyze your muscles. By the way, you can, you can actually believe it or not. And I've done this because I, I I did, I did a Botox treatment because I basically, one day I, I woke up, and I saw this huge crack on my forehead, and um, and it just bothered this dude because it you know this is what we do. This is what it's like unhealthy to do what we do. Like because this is what we do. I can't be having this fucking crack on my head. Other and then during this pandemic, um, I finally like I noticed I'm I, the back of my hair like the top part of the cortex of the head was thinning, and um, just shave it, bro. No, but, but your like, hair is great though. But but you got great hair. But here's what's so, sh- here's what's so sad about ego. I refuse to just, it's a simple thing. Get some Rogaine. Yeah. And because I caught it early and, and, but I, it took me a year to find, I bought it and it took me a year to finally use it because I didn't want to be the guy that had to use Rogaine. That's how sick my ego was. Um, My ego got me to where I am today, but my ego has helped me back in every great achievement I could possibly do with my gifts. The true enlightenment, like that, that's been waiting me. If like, there's a reason for me to be on this fucking planet I have not been able to get there because of my ego. At the same time, I'm only here today, because of my ego. And one of the most powerful quotes I ever heard. I was watching an episode of The Shop on HBO. I love that show. Just to hear legends, the stories, without some fucking like suit or yeah. nerd in the room, just talk. And um, man, like uh, Carmelo was talking, which been. By the way, I'm, a, I'm I am a Lakers fan, um, and. His resurgence – because he was a guy that just, like, he didn't take his conditioning seriously. You could tell. He just didn't. And then he finally did. He bought into the nutrition, and he's had a second career. And it's been amazing to watch because he is, like – dude, he is a bucket. Still 14 points a game right now. I mean, dude, he, he's dropped some thir- – he's had uh, Ninth- close to 30-point games. 19 years in the league. Yeah. Just, just fucking crazy, Just – it's automatic. It just is what it is. Um, But he said at, at the first, like, practice of one of the dream teams with Coach K, he said – bring your ego and we'll figure out the rest. It, I'm paraphrasing, but basically, cause again, like you have all these egos, how do you manage them? Well, you want to, you want to turn off these egos. These are people that came from nothing that, yeah, they have gifts, but like there's a lot of people that had gifts. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. every one of these motherfuckers was the dude in high school. And if they were lucky enough to become the dude in college, you're bringing that with you to the pro level. And if you find any longevity at the pro level, you are just beyond you. It's like, it's, it's gorilla corn, right? It's yeah. true. Cause there's, there's unicorns, but there's not gorilla corns. You're like, these are different people. You're uncommon dude amongst uncommon dudes. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. And part of your ego, like the willingness to do things you, when you don't want to do it because you're doubling down in the identity of being a grinder. Yes. But then what happens? You get caught in the grind, man. Yeah. And then your ego never lets you achieve. What was the whole point of all this work to enjoy it and live life? Um, but I will say (laughs) the Rogaine shit does work. If you catch it early enough, by the way, you can just get minoxidil. Yeah. It's the same shit. Yeah. And, and, and it's thickened. And why am I so stupid? I could, I, I, why did I, why did I go through a year of pain? And I, I was starting to like not shoot certain movements because the light would catch it. And the thing is, when you shoot outside, Oh, you bro. know this, yeah. like it, it. It's all you can fucking see. It's it's not even like it's well, in my ego.
0: It's distracting. Nobody notices. Well, I know that because like I shave my head, obviously, because uh, it's genetics. You, you look great, by the way. Genetic. You look great. Yeah, I like Bruce. Um, it's just genetics, but you only people notice it who live in the space. So what I mean is like only other dudes who are losing their shit will like notice. The same thing. Yes. Like a rarely a normal person would never tell, but now like because I like lived through it, I'm like, yeah, I can tell. Like, yeah, dude's losing his hair. Just get rid of it, bro. Like that's my.
1: Oh yeah. The only reason, like, and by the way, I will. I'm got No problem. Because uh, again, what'll happen? No, you know, your hair's it's, great, though. dude. If if I if I shave my head with this beard, I look like fucking Attila the Hun, bro. <laughs> I mean, it, it's. It, I'm not. I don't look very welcoming now. If I shave my beard, I look like my wife calls me vagina face. <laughs> Cause I still like the only good thing of having fat face, man, is as you get older, your face finally becomes like normal human form. Yeah. And and now I mean it helps with aging. But like if you have, if you start with thin face, it's terrible. Aging's terrible. Going back to the Botox, um, I did a treatment. I was like just to oh, see. Oh, you did it. I did. I, I tried oh, it because it? um, uh, and I I think it I think it helped uh, eliminate or soften the line. But it's like I'm not going to go every three months and just have someone inject me in the face. What I did do is as I learned how to breathe and tried to not make every repetition of exercise I do like grunting and like squeezing my face, which is why, by the way, um, one of the most common things you see in a crossfitter's face is age because basically you have to basically grind your teeth and flex your face for hours at a time or whatever. Um, you can, you can, you can do in my mind, a natural form of Botox. If you have to just learn to learn how to relax your facial muscles, all it is is paralyzing your face. But what if you learned how to just control your facial muscles and not strain your face all the fucking time and get tension headaches and prematurely prematurely age your face? Because it's one of the most common things with people that are in fitness is they have these amazing bodies and they have leather face. It's yes. like a catcher's glove. This is that's true. not a good look, man. <laughs>
0: no, uh, yeah, well, a lot of people do it. It's like become. Well, I live in Scottsdale.
1: Obviously, it's like <clears throat> it's like fucking. Water I call Scottsdale Palm Springs uh, East.
0: Yeah, it's it's very similar. Yeah, but you guys uh,
1: don't have state taxes.
0: It's um, it's a different world. A lot of there's a lot of dudes here that do it too. A lot of women. It's like such a common thing. Uh, I'm just like I'm a dude from the Midwest, do you bro. Know,
1: do you know how expensive it is?
0: I hear, and it only well, gets worse because you have to do more and more.
1: Yeah, well, then they that's they, they, what happens because I, I did one right, and, again, and they you get addicted to it. It's just it's just like so sad. I'm, I'm I'm embarrassed to even say it, but you know what? I'm an open book at this point. Yes, I'm a I'm a grown ass man, 39 that went to get botox. But here's what happens: I, I didn't even know I had problems. That now he's telling me, oh, we can we need to fix your lips. What's wrong with my fucking lips, bro? What? But but that's what happens. And, and like, what's well, the business model? Upsell. so here, here's one of the examples I'll give. One of the most naturally beautiful women in the history of the world, Kim Kardashian, and now she is the epitome of perfection through all the work she did. Technically, she's technically perfect through all the work she did. But she was never better than she was originally because she had the ethnicity. She kind of whitewashed herself to become like this all. Um, and I wonder how it affects her. And, and I, I know, by the way, we're similar ages. Uh, can you can you imagine like the, the level of fame that they experienced? And then poor Kanye West, who has mental problems. Oh, my God. Dude. Stepped into that level of fame, the fame and the stress is what what really uh, took him to a whole new level. And again, my work with men's health was a small taste of that to, I could, I could only imagine like two of the most, you, you marry the most popular woman in the world and you're at the microscope of everything. And, and you have these underlying conditions and, and you're a genius, which what, what's, what happens when you're a genius, you've got some kryptonite. Yeah. Then you become a Superman, Superwoman. Uh, it's, it's the, the great one, whatever you believe, I believe there's a great one out there above, uh, I don't know if they're pulling strings, but I think they're watching.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay.
1: And I felt, I felt that gentle hand, that light in my life, uh, especially over the last couple of years, but throughout my life when i needed it the most, um, you know, my, my father's Muslim. Um, my mom is Christian that created like the most intense conflict of all time in the house because like, I mean, I, I had family that would try to sneak me pork.
0: Oh yeah. Dude, my, my house,
1: dude, my house was so fucked up. I, my grandparents, uh hated my dad so much and would, like, regularly, like, berate him for being Arab. They And and they would sneak me pork just to, like, spite him. Because, like, the worst thing, just, you know, like, a a, a Muslim father dies inside when they see their son eat pork. Okay? But they would do it just to spite him. And they would also tell me, oh, no, you're not Arab, you're white. Because I, I, I only started to look a little bit Arab until, really, when I grew the beard. You can't, I don't think you can tell when I'm, when... If you, if you look at my eyes, you can see it. You can't tell. Can you tell that I, I'm, I've got stuff in me if I don't have a beard? No, you look pretty. Well, if
0: you go like way back to your stuff, because I think I have, when we post this, I'll post a picture of your body as your barbell, and you look like a pretty. I, I don't even know who that is, by the way. Dude, you see, I've got a shaved. You're perfectly hair. shaved. Dude, that's the other thing, too. It's like chest, face. Your haircut is like the
1: perfect Wisconsin haircut. No offense. So can I tell you a quick story on this? Yeah. Because we just had Thanksgiving at the time of recording this. I'll never forgive those motherfuckers because Thanksgiving has historically been my. Holiday. I think you've told me this before, yes. but yeah, tell it here. They made me do the photo shoot for that book the Monday after Thanksgiving. That is so. They. It's weird because,
0: like, first of all, like to understand like how fucked up that is uh, to do that to a fitness person. When we when we shot uh, Medishot Extreme, they did all the photos after the whole week which to me would have made more sense to do them
1: the very first day. You do look your most right at the end of the week, but you're also – your, you are literally at the point of, like, cracking. People yeah. don't realize, like, you're shitting your, your brains out all week. Yeah. I, I am um, the wrong word from someone else away from, like, snapping. Like, I mean, like, this could, this could get physical if you yeah. come at me the wrong way because I've got gotten, I've gotten no more patience for the bullshit. By the way, that happened on one of the shoots. I, I mean, part of the why I left Men's Health, and it wasn't actually a DVD shoot, but someone pushed me to the point where... Um, he just fucking loses. Yeah, I need, I need to check him. So, and uh, he reported me to HR. <laughs> like, because I, I threatened this. Apparently, I didn't know this, you can't threaten someone's <laughs> life at the workplace. It's, um, I don't think in the HR manual, it's uh, it's looked
0: up upon uh, to tell people you'll kill them. But to your point, that's you're in this different state, though, when you're talking the extremes. We're all babies. Like really, when you, when I think about it, like we're all like six-year-olds. We just don't like cry and scream and pout and manifest it in that way. We yell and scream and act like fuck faces to people when we lash out. Typically people closest to us or if you're at work and someone does it like, and you just have no fucks left, then you do what you did. But to go back to have a, a photo shoot the, the Monday after Thanksgiving is like a nightmare.
1: And I thought that was the worst part until I arrived. And I had, I had for the first time in my life, grown this great beard. Because I was, at the time of doing like 20, 29, like, to be honest, bro, like, I've had like the second puberty over the last year. Like, I'm no I'm no longer, <clears throat> what I mean is like, and I, when I went to this park, there's a high school right by and I'm walking by and I'm walking by the big kids and like the babies. Like, I'm no longer, there's no more confusion about me uh, oh, being a young person. No. I, you know, just we're, we're men now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. my balls finally, truly dropped. Yeah. And, um, but I arrive with this beard and they make me shave it. Because they, and again, that's part of the whole men's health thing was if you look at the picture of me, um, I'm shaved, I've got short hair, I'm like this fucking blank. I'm, I'm truly what men's health was, which is like blank. It's like, look, I love vanilla ice cream. Vanilla Haagen-Dazs is amazing. But they, <clears throat> I became what I thought I had to be to be successful through that platform. And it is, it's a very, it's a very white brand. Um, it's, and I get that. I, I, that's why I had to go with BJ Godur, not Brahim. Literally like Brahim. That's a fucking name, bro. Like that is, that is a name. Like I could be a fucking wrestler, especially if I <laughs> shaved my head. I could like Bra Brahim, by the way, Abraham in Arabic, father of the people, man. Like it's a, it's biblical. It's chosen. These are chosen names. You know what I'm saying? And by the way, your name does impact you. So imagine what it's been like having the name BJ or <laughs> mother. everyone calls you blowjob. Yeah. I and, and, and I leaned into it for a long time, um, and now I'm known as well, I, I used to be known. Now I'm, I'm not known, but anybody, there were many people who do know me know me as B.J. Um, and and, and um, it is what it is. Uh, Brahim is a way better name, but if, can you imagine uh, Brahim this is Brahim with uh, men's health? <laughs> I mean, I mean, Ebenezer's there now. Well yeah, but I paved the way for that,
0: true. Well, and at, you're talking ten years ago too. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, like, the, the, dude, I was the, I, when I worked at Men's Health. There were a couple um, Indian men in, in IT, but for most of the time, I was the darkest guy on site. Well, when I think about it, like as a kid, like we grew up on that.
0: So, but mine's like Greg Abadon. Is oh, a, he, uh, dude, that dude was first of all, Greg's still? No, he's he's still like dude. That that he's he's in the, he's genetically like just no one knows who this guy is, but he's legitimately like one of the all time physiques. He's the Greg Plitt before Greg Plitt.
1: That's a tragedy. Yeah. And Mr. he's
0: Dr. Manhattan. It's fucking crazy, dude. And Greg Avedon is still that, but was that. And then, like, Max, like, Wetstein on all the stuff. And then, even, like, when you look at the dudes who, in the last, like, era, if it was, like, Andy Spear, if it was me, if it was Sean Gardner, we all look the same, dude. We're all like the white dude next door who just happens to be jacked.
1: But, you know, again, it's just, and it's not. And again, uh, I have such unique perspective with this because I'm I am half white and I, I mostly pass. So, and again, I'm from the Midwest, man. Like nice people, super racist. You know this? Yeah, there's a lot of that. You know this? Yeah. Very polite. Okay, but the stuff they'll say behind closed doors will 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 be jarring. I mean, the, the stuff I heard in my house. My mom dropped a ethnic slur. With my wife, and it was, and it was towards the category of my wife is. My wife is Puerto Rican. She didn't know. She thought she was just insulting Mexican people when she said it. I'm not going to repeat it here. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I digress, but like, um, because I've never known my identity, and obviously, if I'm going to lean into one of them, <laughs> the safest one would be to lean into the white, especially after 9 11. When 9 11 w- happened, this guy, um, he was my football teammate. And he he uh, he says to me, "Hey Mohammed, why did you blow up our buildings?" Oh Jesus, bro! What the fuck? This is this is a teammate. because um, cause that's like your sophomore, freshman. No, it was my twenty year anniversary just happened, man. Like I and I didn't have. I was in the training room of Amherst College, taking an ice bath for my bum knees, and um, all of a sudden, TV's on and there's planes. Planes hit the uh, trade center, then the second one hit, and uh, I I just again you're. I was 19. I I did not have the emotional intelligence to appreciate it. Netflix just did like this amazing uh, documentary of like footage I'd never seen before. And then like people that were in the administration at the time talking about like what happened and then what, basically 9-11 forever. First of all, it forever stained Islam, like a a true religion of peace, not without its problems, by the way. And I, I, it's kind of dangerous to talk about, but the misogyny. And the homophobia needs to be addressed. It's time. Like, it's twenty twenty one. Exactly. It, it, it's also it's a, it's of the three, Abrahamic faiths. It's the it's the old. It's the newest. So it, it's, it's it needs it needs some reform. I think it's happening, uh, but not obviously fast enough. But a, a permanent stain, like where you know my father, anytime he traveled, he was going to be profiled. Um, not beyond the fact that he was you know always. And other. I I'd, I'd, uh, I I I was luckily to get financial aid to go to one of the best. It was the best school uh, in, in Wisconsin, University School of Milwaukee. Like, you go to that school and you get good grades, you're going Ivy. Or you're going, like, wherever you really want to go, especially if you have a sport. And um, I parlayed that into going to Amherst College and playing football there. My wife is so smart. She got in without a sport, by the way. One of those. <sighs> I mean, like, next level genius. Um, but – you Know it's important to marry up if you have the opportunity, yes, but um, and uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I just meant so, oh, yeah, so 9 11, yeah, permanently uh, damaged this country and fractured this country. Um, and but also for like us coming out, people don't realize, uh, like the generation above us does not realize how tough it's been for people like you and I, like elder millennials. It's been tough, bro, because we came, we were the first group to come out of college where that, that degree didn't mean shit. You, you may not get a job, and you, and you definitely are not going to get necessarily a good one, and that was the first time where that wasn't the case because typically if you got a college education, you were at least going to be set. And then the recession of 2008 hit. We got involved in multiple wars. We could never leave. Our country is now like on the – I mean, it almost happened. Like I used to read about it in the textbooks, the coup d'etat. January 6th of this year, like, I, it, it should have happened. I can't believe it didn't happen because, uh, thank God, it was a cold day. Let me just put it that way because if there, were, if it was maybe a little warmer, there may have been a couple more people there that were needed to tip it into something where, like, our vice president is hanging by a noose.
0: Well, it's crazy because you see, like, how it's a fragile, like all the stuff it's is. It's all fragile, man. Like, I've always thought this, too. I call – it's what I think about – Instagram and everything. Well, to go back. It is true. Because, like, I remember graduating college and I went to, like, 50 job interviews. And, like, 45 of them told me to fuck off. And, like, five of them were like, you can work here. But to would be, like, at Enterprise. And I'm like, I don't want to work here. Like, this. I'm like, my life sucks, dude. Because you're no longer that person. Like, you were this person and now you're, like, irrelevant. No one cares about you. You just basically disappear. So that's why I had to start my own shit. But to your point, with th- the entire last couple years and everything that we've been through, I really realized everything is just a, I don't want to say it's a Ponzi scheme. It's the wrong way to put it. But we're in this structure that we just have faith in that we believe in and it's all made up. Like the whole world is my business. And what I mean is like, I thought of this, like one day I was sitting at my shit job and I hated and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start this thing called Jeremy Scott Fitness and this is gonna be a business. I'm gonna make money and people are gonna come here and I'm gonna have employees and it's gonna be fucking great. And then now it's like a real thing, we make real money, like obviously like millions of people can like watch and listen to all our shit. It's fucking insane. But it's all made up. But so is Apple, dude. So is the government, so is everything else. Like we all just like kind of play this weird fucking game, but it's all fake. Self belief,
1: bro. And by the way, not just a businessman, a multiple businessman. Yeah. You're multiple businessmen. Like it's it's kind of a funny thing to say. Yeah. And by the way, entrepreneur used to mean unemployed, when we when we graduated school. Well, that's was, that's what it meant.
0: It's my biggest. Uh, when we go places, um, we went to a wedding of a girl here in uh, Heather and I don't know anybody there, but like her and the the groom. So I'm at a table and I'm like, here we go. <laughs> and it's always like, what do you do? And I'm like, fuck, no, just like I don't even want to say it. Don't ask. Because it's like. I can't say oh, I'm a personal trainer. Oh yeah, so is my cousin Robbie. I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm like, no, we're not the same, bro. Like, you know. And I always use the, it, it is insulting. They I don't the, realize it, but it is. I use the Bobby Flay example. I'm like, well, Bobby Flay's a chef, and so is a guy at Waffle House, but they ain't the same, dude. And I'm not saying I'm better or worse, but there's so many things that we encompass and do there. Like, I want to say, oh, I'm an influencer like douchey answer. I have a podcast. Like you, they look at you like a crazy person. Cause you can't give them this. I'm like, I can't even describe to you like what we really do and all the stuff, what it is. Cause you're going to look at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> I typically
1: will say like, um, I'm involved in fitness. And, and cause again, but then they always look at me like, okay, this guy must sell drugs or something. You know, like, cause it's a shady answer. Like, what does that even mean? Well, but I don't know what else to say. I'm involved in it. <laughs> you know what I'll, I'm saying? Like, I'll say, I'll go, I run a fitness business. And then the next question, what's it called? I'm like,
0: just my name. This is Jeremy Scott It's Just, Yep. Like, you own a gym? Like, yep. Own the building and everything. Got my name on t-shirts.
1: Like, But yeah. let's say let's say this. Okay. So let's say, and, and you know, when, when you shaved your head, what, what, what a move. Like, again, because it's like, in a thing, like, now I have full body hair. It's like, <clears throat> you reach a point with body hair, man, where it's like, okay, like, if I had a couple – Pull him. You yank him, right? Like, but when it's like, you got a full, like, it goes not only from full chest, but it goes all the way down to your dick. You know you're you're like, like a real hairy yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, it is what it, but by the way, not as hairy as my dad. It's, it's not on my shoulders, at least. Thank God. No. Okay. Like, I'm not Teen Wolf style. Well, like, I don't
0: get chest hair. Like, literally nothing gross. So it
1: makes sense for you to, to groom the way you do. If you, if you are noticing that, like, and, and this is where, like, people don't give LeBron James enough respect no one's fought oh, God. the receding hairline harder him and KD, bro. But he would look amazing with a shaved head. Yeah. just like got it. he's got a beautiful, like biblical thick beard. Like I can tell he puts multiple oils in it. He's got a great beard. Yeah. Lean in, lean in, know your body type, lean into your, lean into who you are. And I look at that. Uh, it's, it's like so sad. Cause it's like, it's, a, I, it's my first book and I don't even, who is that? Who is, who is that guy? Um, and he's certainly not the guy you see today. I mean, I have two tattoos. I have a full beard. Um, you know, I'm also, you know, significantly older. But um, but way fitter though. A lot more fit um, overall. For sure. I mean, again, like, so it just it's so sad because it's like you go get Botox and all they're going to do is tell you what else is wrong with you. You start a fitness program and the way you start, you know, when you start losing fat. Oftentimes, like, the in-between is the worst because you'll lose fat in certain places first, and then it highlights where the fat currently remains. You know what I mean? Like, Well, because you're no longer big. Yeah. You'll but lose fat here, but and then you'll
0: start to look small, and then fat in the middle. And that's where most people – That's you have to go through that progression, though. It's tough. And guys – because the average guy drowns in a medium-sized T-shirt. Let's For sure. be real. And they've been trying to be big and jack their whole life, and it's never going to happen. But when they do start to be like, you know what? I'm going to try to be a little bit leaner, better body composition. You just be more athletic. It's just better for your overall health. Their T-shirt's extra loose now. And that's where they can't live in that space. Yeah. Because that used to be their – they would feel good if that if they could be that guy. And now yeah. they're not anymore. 100%. And you have to let that go. And
1: this is actually – and again, like, rarely uh, – I'm, I'm the type of – we were talking about this before. Like, you and I are both – we do come from the Michael Jordan cloth, right? Like, you know, basically where we'll – if it isn't an insult, we'll even make shit up to motivate ourselves. Like oh, God, yeah. Someone, like, said something that was, like, partially negative, and it became, like, we made it into something even worse to get the motivation and the fuel. But um, <clears throat> I, I, when I was uh, fit, uh, fitness director for men's health, um, I, I shared, like, a squad video. And, again, like, this is, like, at the time, like, men's health is trash now. Um, trash. Don't, trash. Don't hold back. I won't hold back. It is trash. It's sad. It's in it not to to cut you off, but it is sad to see that. It is because it, at the time. It's a juice, bro. They used to get the best experts to be on men's, to be associated with men's health was a blue chip stock. Yes. Um, but big access, big reach. And it was a Facebook video. And uh, someone said to me um, about me in the video, it was a squat video. Someone skipped leg day and thousands of people liked the comment. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking again, like still like. Why do we do what we do? Because we're insecure. So under all of this, we've built up some body armor, bro. But like, we, like you said, we're kids. We're kids. Uh, we're damaged kids. We're doing the best we can trying to figure things out. But I'm the type of cat that will take that. And I built legs so big, they, they become, they, and I had a big upper body. They became too big for I had to stop training my legs because they got so big. And, and I ended up being known for short shorts. And I built the fashion line through it from that one negative comment. And so you could say, oh, like, uh, oh, this is a gr- great motivational story, but it's also like, so sad. Why did it take someone to insult me? You know what I'm mean? to like, to have to motivate me to do something special with my life. And you, but how far you took it though? Yeah.
0: Like from a it's dude extreme. who was art. Okay. First of all, like you're already fit. You're already on men's health. You're already the dude there. All the content revolves around you. Basically the only way that machine's running, no offense to anybody, it's cause you're doing the shit you're doing. They, will ne- they could never be able to replace it anyway, which obviously I, I would assume they knew that. So you're already at this you know, apex, and then somebody makes a comment, and thousands of people like it, which is, first of all, comical and fucking terrifying at the same, I, I, at the same time. I can laugh
1: about it now, thank God. But yeah. like, honestly, man, like it's, it's one of your, like, the pain, oh, man, it hurts so bad. I'm just trying to share. I'm trying to help. Well, and because to get to
0: that point, you've already died so many gym sessions.
1: Oh, yeah, you the number of people I had to sleep with <laughs> yes, uh, figuratively, um, to, to be able to get in that opportunity. And luckily I was blessed to meet David Jack who connected me with Adam Campbell, who, uh, was my mentor at men's health. And by the way, he's the editor in chief of precision nutrition, which is awesome, which, which is like, it's the, they're the goats of nutrition. Like they've done it. Like, that's why it's like people like make a nutrition program. Like, why would I do that? Precision nutrition. They, they did it. Yeah. It's done. In great depth. And, and, yeah, they have they have uh, full expertise. John Berardi is a legend.
0: He's here uh, right now. Really? And I think I'm going to shoot him a message. See if he wants to come
1: on the podcast. Dude, you should because – and he's got a great podcast.
0: Yeah. I think he's just stopped doing it. Really? Yeah. He, I read a thing. I need to shoot him a message, but I was reading – I don't see a lot of shit, but
1: I think he was like, we're not doing it because it takes so much time. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the amount of editing and sound design. Shit shit's deep, Oh, bro. my God, dude. Like, it's, it is scripted to this. But he's also – that's him, dude. He's a methodical, analytical, like genius. Yeah, and he's one of the first, like he's not only an OG in this space. Like he, I mean, I, I remember his uh, T Nation articles, he's, his original articles. He was one of the first in our space to like sell. Like he, he built his own thing from the ground up, and he sold it for big money.
0: Yeah, uh, like I think eighty percent of the value of PN, which was like two hundred million, or Probably something he's like that. Just it's, but it's he, next level. The one thing he did say, and this is not to get off topic, was about being shredded. And about coaching coaches, he's like, you need to get shredded like once in your life. So you know what the fuck it feels like. You can appreciate it for sure. Before you tell somebody only to eat this, this, and this, you need to do it. So you know how miserable it is. And I'm not saying like shredded glutes, which I've been there and you want to kill yourself, but really lean single digits lower if you're not naturally that way. So you realize the pain that it takes.
1: And the dangers, bro, because um, like, here's an example. When I was used to be overweight, I would, at every meal, I would have like a loaf of bread <laughs> and a couple glasses of orange juice, a couple glasses of milk. One of the things I did to first lose the weight in high school, and, and it's one of those things too, like I associated all my success with it because when I lost, I cut bread and I cut liquid calories. And then I lost 50 pounds and I had, I really had a great senior season in football. And I was able then to play, to be able to play at the college level, D3, fake football, but still it's, it it allowed me to go to the, at the time it was the number one liberal arts school in the country. For sure. And I didn't, I didn't, uh, it was, but by the way, a waste of time, except for the fact I met my wife, because I was, I was an economic and sociology double major in economics and sociology. What am I doing? What? <laughs> I mean, it was, dude, it was brutal. Cause it was like, uh, the only thing I was supposed to do was just be the first in my family to make it to college. So you get there and it's like, what do I do now? Anyway, but, um, the, uh, Oh, I had a real important point. We're talking about the dangers of getting super lean. And what it does to you. Okay, what it does to you. So the the, the reality is um, when you get to that level, um, and again, because I, I had all, like, basically my, I transformed my life by cutting bread and liquid calories. So I just refused to ever have those again. So now I'm cutting off, like, like bread. Dude, bread is like, <laughs> it's, it's it's biblical. We're going to break bread. Yeah. But I can't. <laughs> No, fat BJ can't because uh, when I was fat, I ate bread. So now you start to become phobic of certain foods. And by the way, my favorite uh, immunity stack, recovery stack, um, mixing athletic greens with a cup of uh, orange juice. Orange juice is one of those things, bro. Like, first of all, this is why you just don't don't get advice, don't get nutrition advice from you or I if you're overweight because we have achieved. Insulin sensitivity, meaning that we, we have the ability to take carbohydrate and put it exactly where it needs to go. And it's very unlikely, especially with our activity levels and diet and lifestyle, that it's going to get stored as fat. So, frankly, at the end of a long day when I haven't eaten anything and I've done all this activity, um, part of the reason I don't get sick and I can recover fast is and my favorite is Uncle Matt's. You ever tried these? uh There's one, Uncle Matt's, it's like ultimate immunity, and it's got like, it adds elderberry. So there's, in a single cup Yes, there's 25 grams of sugar. Okay, but I need that at this point in my life because I'm, I'm. When you get lean, you can have more carbohydrate. That's that's where people don't realize. Like when you commit to body recomposition, meaning okay, this is a general weight that like my genetics and I feel good at. Meaning like it's, it's your it's your fighting weight. I'm comfortable here. I could live here. I'm just gonna take the next 10 to 20 years and slowly add muscle and lose fat and be the same weight, which is what we've done we we basically, we're, we're this weight now, man, I'm telling you right now, like I could stop exercising. It would probably take a couple of years for me to go one way or the other. The rich get richer when you get fit. That is, That is the thing about it. And, and, um, and now it's like, well, but then I have people overweight seeing me drinking orange juice. And by use, I used to see like people that were super fit, drink oranges. I'm like, if I even looking at that, I'll gain weight. Cause I, I believed because I used to be fat and I dr- dr- drank orange juice. Um, when in the reality, in a single, just a simple cup of orange juice in this particular brand, I can get 300% vitamin C. And by the way, the one of the most important things for immunity and recovery, vitamin C. I can get triple. By the way, I need more. If you're active, you need you don't need 100%. Because that, that's 100% vitamin C is for like uh, J- Joe at Foot Locker. Well, I think even
0: Athletic Greens is like if you're 100 and or maybe it's in the old stuff. I don't know the labeling. But it was like if you're a 170-pound like normal dude, like take a scoop, if you're a dude who punches it, because you're gonna deplete like zinc and all yep. the all the all honestly all the minerals are yes. gonna go faster for you. Even Botox. One of I these heard.
1: one of these juices too has uh, zinc in it as well. I and heard, calcium.
0: I heard if you do Botox and you exercise, it goes way faster.
1: That's so that's the thing too. Is that true? It metabolizes faster. Yeah. So now you're looking at it, a, a normal treatment probably a thousand dollars, okay? Jeez. And now you got to do it because you're active. You got to do it every couple of months, and then. Every time you go, because it's a business, they're going to tell you something else that is wrong with you. That's bad. But when, anyways, when, when Kim Kardashian already was perfect, being uniquely who she was, it went that way. And, and but this is that's part of the that's that's the, this is the social media age, man, where it's like because we live in this fake world, and it's all about projecting whatever image you want to project for whatever success or uh, stuff you're after, um, and. Because I took, I took for the first time in my life, um, after my, my, my fourth dog died, um, which just like, dude, devastated me, man. Like <laughs> I never, I never knew like, it, it's been over a year, man. And I'm just starting to be able to talk about it without crying. Oh, like it, it, he was, <clears throat> I made him his favorite meal, uh, which was, uh, ground, uh, grass fed ground beef sweet potato and Brussels sprouts. And then we, um, we kind of snuggled and he just, he always looked at my eyes, but he like looked at me for like minutes in the eyes. It was like extended. And then um, he went in the other room. 10 minutes later, I went to check on him and he was dead.
0: That's the worst dude.
1: I tried to like bring him back with chest compressions and I didn't even recognize him because he was such an animated high energy, like joyful dog. And when they die, like, it just, for him in particular, because he was so animated, I didn't even know what I was looking at. Um, And I'm like, God, I spent so much time. Because, you know, like you, I did the social media grind. I I posted almost, for 10 straight years, I posted almost daily. Um, It it, it allowed me to build this lifestyle, which, by the way, lifestyle is amazing. We can work from home. We have uh, freedom of schedule. Um, It's all up to us, which is Scary. It's a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a curse, but you know what? There's nothing better than knowing that. Like, if it's up to me, it's meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you're. I feel like you're in the driver's seat, 100, percent as opposed to just a passenger. 100. percent That's why I like like training, and why I like ideally, if I could redo life, I would just would have been a boxer because I believe anytime you know I could just put my will against another man, I believe I believe in my chances, and that's the thing about social media. You can't because it's algae rhythm. I took a six month break, bro. And, um, it was, it was amazing because, uh, part of the thing is like, I wish I'm this, my, my, my best friend's gone. And how many times was I looking at my fucking phone answering people's questions? They don't give a fuck about me. they Don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about me, man. In fact, I, I, I know probably some have been happy about, um, bad things that have happened to me in my life over the last couple of years because they've only been there just to, they've been hoping for the demise. Um, And there's been some positive people, but, um, and again, like I I would, I would post and I would even, I'd say an hour on the post just to answer all the comments, be present. I'd answer DMs. And by the way, there's not just one comment. They're almost always like it's a thread because people, once you answer one question for free, they're going to ask another dominoes 100% and now this like this beautiful spirit like a soulmate man like right there up with my wife and my little brother uh, of the three most important people I've ever connected with my life creatures he's gone and how much more time could I have spent with him but I'm, I'm wasting they literally I know they don't give a shit about me because I took six month break from mental health and they've abandoned me it's, it's crazy. Cause like, I think the same thing, like our dog is the
0: same. Like we talk about it. Like, I'm like, if our dog died, I'm like, I would be so sad. I'm like, I wouldn't want to talk about it. I wouldn't post about it. Like it wouldn't be anything. Like I would not want no one to ask me. I would just want people to pretend like it never happened. So I don't have to, cause like, here's the problem. Like, you know, I don't come in here on my birthday because everybody will wish me happy birthday. I don't want the attention
1: because I already get. by the way, I'm the same way. People would think the opposite because the, people probably assume you and I are narcissists. Because well, my name's on the fucking building. Yeah. Well, there you go. But the thing is, like, but that's but that's the job. Yeah. It's like, so why are you so focused? Don't be so competitive. Well, don't don't worry about social media. But it's like, how am I going to compete today if I don't worry about social media? How am I going to reach people, especially in the last two years when you can't really go anywhere? You're irrelevant if you can't. Exactly. So now now that's where all my worth is. So, um, but no, that that was that was insane. And, um, my uh. I got caught in like, dude. It was. It, I've never been. I talked about positive feedback cycle with the, the the new dog, and I thank God for it. But I got caught in a negative feedback cycle, bro. I just. I, I've never been. I've never been so. And I, I think. And again, I'm. I'm probably. There's probably people listening. I, I'm 39. You're 38. Um, you know, this this was for a lot of people too, not just the global pandemic. Uh, many people lost their business, if not like. I have a member of my site who is a a bootcamp owner. And uh, he had a thriving six-figure business, and, and he's making 20%. Now, if, he, if it's low six-figure, he's now he's poverty level. Jesus. And um, just like that. So it's been really tough. But um, his death, uh, and I have, I have hit mental health. Um, my mom's an alcoholic. Um, she also, again, she's, she was addicted to food. She um, exhibits symptoms of personality disorder. Again, my family's poor. We never got, you know, only rich people get mental health. Uh, it's, it's like, it's recent now that people are talking about it. But if, unless you were rich, mental health was, unless you're dying, you're not getting. No. You, you sh- don't go to the doctor. You like, you bury it. Or you didn't even have health care. Um, and so, and, but my father uh, is a gambling addict, um, bipolar. and um, But again, undiagnosed because you would never get the help. And what happened that at trauma man, like, and I think the stress of the pandemic and also my age, the older you get, the more susceptible you are to this type of stuff, like where you can get caught. And, um, I had always suspected that I might, because I, kn- I knew he had this chemical imbalance. Um, and, and <clears throat> again, like I've just, uh, about 10 days ago, I, I had my first therapy session and I have not been diagnosed yet, but I exhibit symptoms of bipolar disorder. So now I've lost my audience and and the reality is it's like i don't i don't think it's good for business to be the mentally ill <laughs> fitness coach but here i am here i am i'm here i am man it's and it is what it is and and i got and and basically there's two types but the type i have is um really what it is is the mood swings are dramatic bro i can be in the best mood in the world and then an hour later i can be suicidal and and, and the 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 shifts uh, not only got so sudden and extreme, but then when I get to the negative, when I could not get out, I couldn't get out. It's just like, it's, it's the analogy I'll give is like, um, it's like you, uh, you're an astronaut leaving the vehicle and you're in a spacesuit. When, when I, when I feel the, an episode coming on and, um, and it's triggered by stress. And, and what, what, what is stress? People don't realize this. A solid diet can be stressful. Caloric restriction is stressful, yet that's why you have to manage it and you've got to be cognizant of the other variables and you have to know when to increase your calories. Training can be a major stress. For sure. Training and nutritional depletion, exponentially stressful. Um, and, and then if, if I don't get a full night's sleep on top of that, like now I'm, I'm in a situation where um, I could become a danger to myself. It's like, and, and it culminated in April 13th of this year, I woke up I had been thinking about I had been thinking about I had been having suicidal ideations for uh, for several months and I had, what would I, how would I do it and ultimately like for me it was all about like making sure my wife was okay and you know so what I tried to do and, and I I got caught I told you I was like because it helped with the pain I was having weed like I'd wake up and and I'd have an edible and then every four hours, I would have another one because like that's what, how long like, it would last. Like five milligrams, 10 milligrams? Oh, 10. But not, not that, again, like the thing about it is- um, Dude,
0: if I did 10, I'd be like out for the night. Like I'm just
1: done. Yeah. I mean, but again, you build up a tolerance. But dude, here's what was crazy too. Again, like I, I don't mean to, uh, and I'll go back to this day because this day was like, this day was, uh, it was very sad and I haven't, this is the first time I'm talking about it. I, I haven't even told my wife about this day. Because I, I also I know how serious what I'm talking about is and I needed I needed at least six months of perspective before I would talk about it. Because I also needed to know that um I I was at least somewhat past it to the point where I'm I'm not regularly thinking about killing myself. Um and, and I've I've taken the steps to get help um and talk to someone for the first time. But um I was t- I was starting the day with weed and <laughs> you know how hungry it makes you. Oh, God, yeah. So, um, all day long, I was hungry. Like, I've never been this hungry, but I would fight it. And so, now that I've gotten – because with any drug, man, uh, that I – use, don't abuse. Okay? Like, you can't be ha- – I couldn't be uh, starting the day with – maybe a special day. You can start the day with weed. Yeah, but, like – Your birthday. I can't be, like, Tuesday and – because and, – and also like things, time slows down. So I'm trying to do like a simple task. Yeah, no, I know. And like, I'm wondering, like, I'm, I'm getting like nothing done. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it feels like Jeremy, it feels like I'm being Atlas. The amount of effort it takes to get like a simple task done with weed without anything in your stomach. Cause it, it just, it hits you really quick. But ultimately what happened is I finally overcame my addiction to food because now that I'm I, I, I use weed a couple times a week. I treat myself to sativa, at least once a week before I train because do the mind-muscle connections and the focus. Uh, I, I've had breakthroughs during it, but I don't want to do it all the time. No. Much like caffeine, like I try to go decaf or low calf on the weekend, um, and then I can use the caffeine during the week when my calories are lower and I have to work harder and I'm not as rested. Um, because you, know, you the, it, that's when the stimulant makes sense. Why have so much caffeine on the weekend when you have? more time and energy and you're eating more food, right? For sure. But people don't realize that they just keep endlessly taking their intake up. And that's when it can become a problem. I, I look at weed, but I look at cannabis just like caffeine because, um, I was able to quickly, once I realized, okay, what's good. This is this, is it? Cause I come from a whole line of addicts. I've never drank because I know that first sip would probably unlock the worst of me and, and, and enter what is a lifelong battle. You know, this, you've seen it.
0: 100.
1: Um, and thank God, because one of the things that ages you the most is alcohol. It's way it's way
0: worse than cannabis, hundred percent.
1: Oh yeah, and, way worse, and not as bad as cigarettes. But God, yeah. If you do both, cigarettes and alcohol, man, good luck to you. Well, you're thirty, and you look like you're 65. Yes, exactly. And um, but it was just so funny because in that sick depression, I finally overcame my addiction to food because of overdoing it on weed. Because then when you come back to regular life, now, like when I get hungry, it doesn't even hit me. It's, I don't even feel it. It's
0: like it, the equivalent would be like you're taking Benadryl every morning when you wake up and then trying to stay awake all fucking day. Yeah. That's what you're doing
1: because you're hungry as shit. And dude. again, and I didn't realize it. And, uh, it, but I also had some real, like that, that's the thing that there's, I want to be, cause it, it's been three years since I've been, uh, using it. Um, it started more of just like, uh, Friday nights kind of came more to weekends and then it, blended and we're like okay now you're, you're having it with your morning coffee yeah and uh but i have a chemical imbalance in my head and it actually weed for me uh allowed me to i think it reconnected some things that were dead in my brain but it also made me confront my past my uh my like awful like upbringing in home life and uh
0: and like ego shit oh yeah no, i feel it, like but, if you have an ego like you'll start to look at yourself like why am i saying that like, why do I feel like oh, I have man. to say
1: that? Why do I feel like I have to do that? Bro, it hurts. And then I started, like, fucking singing. I was trying to sing black music, <laughs> <laughs> like, the best music by the best, like, the most talented people. Yeah. And I, because I was just trying to have some fun. Um, and I was, I was so sick of making, uh, fitness content. I thought I took my audience for granted and thought maybe they'd, they'd go along on this ride. Damn. Yeah. little well, And I thought I was going to become like a fucking RB singer. Um, and I, I lost, uh, at least on Instagram, hundred thousand people that were interested exclusively in fitness, which is all I have to sell. I, I, I can sell fashion too, but obviously it's for fit people. For sure. So it's... um, and now the people that remain, <laughs> uh, I have nothing to offer to them because I don't I don't I'm not interested in singing for people anymore. No, I sing for myself. It brings me great joy. I, I and it's 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 interesting too because I, I you're obviously a big fan of Tupac and hip hop in general, but like for me the house the toxic household I grew up in. Um, black music, like saved my life, man. It, like I just, the joy it would give me, it was one of the few times where I could like the soul, like soul R and B funk. I could just tap into that and just, uh, just legends. And like, you know, Stevie wonder, uh, the gap band. I just got Spotify did their year in review. Oh yeah. And, uh, I am point zero zero one I'm the top point zero zero one percent of the gap band, which is, uh, you know, uh, Charlie Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I think one of the, I think Stevie Wonder is better, but I love the tone that of Charlie Wilson's voice. Um, but apparently, I'm their number one fan. I I listened to their song "Outstanding" 150 times. Um, mu- mu- uh, that music helped, uh, and also part of it too is like, there's no one singing about the life of half white, half Arab people. No, small demo. Um, but that's why immigrants like lean towards hip hop and black music in general because. I don't know that struggle, but I know my own unique struggle as kind of an outsider. And you obviously like coming from nothing because it's, dude, it's tough. Like I, my mom was a cleaning lady. My dad was a cable guy. I, I would, my, my dad would uh, drop me off in, in a Time Warner cable truck and kids would just make fun of me.
0: Yeah. Ours was like rusty, like rusty, shitty, like a Chevy Cavalier or whatever the fuck it was. And they like, you get to the point where you're older and you're like, Hey man, just drop me off like down the, down the block, bro. Yeah, because I I don't want kids to see how broke as Fuck we are. I know. But now that I think about it, like it's the best gift ever. It is the best gift because I'm winning all the time. Like I live now and I'm sure I'll move homes at some point. Heather will make me which is fine. I go but I live in the nicest place I've ever lived. I live in Scottsdale. My house is paid off. It's dope here. I drive a shitbox because I choose to. I'm like because I already have enough like I've already won. Because I I grew up with nothing and all this stuff. So now I look at it like, yeah, as a kid, it sucked. This kid had a nice car. He had fresh clothes. They took vacations. We didn't do any of that shit. But now I'm like, well, fuck, dude. I'm winning forever. Yeah. Because I already ate the shit. The worst thing, I think, would have been if I grew up rich as fuck. And then I got out and I had to get a real job. And I don't make the same money mom and dad made. It's a different struggle. And I'd rather have this one because I ate all the shit early. And now it's like, well, fuck. Fuck. Anything is better than the shit I used to I have no
1: it, it is a gift, like it sucks growing up. it blows, um, yeah. but now it's like people that are native to this area there's no way they can appreciate it as much as we do there's no way it's just impossible because no. uh, i mean I, I, we, we, we had a before we uh, bought a home in palm springs area i don't want to tell exactly where we are because <laughs> yeah. I, still, used, I still get people like who want to meet, and i'm like, this is probably one of those motherfuckers that wants to kill me. I know yeah. there's at least ten of these people that. That's why I don't do events anymore because if they had found out that they, I, I you know I whatever I slayed them with a fucking clapback, uh on on some sort of outlet. Because again I am that's the thing like, I never fuck with people, Jeremy. I never do. Why do people fuck with me? You're and part- by the way, you won't fuck with me in person because I I am not like I'm not the type I'm not the type of cat you would fuck with because I'm willing to die, for certain things. But the
0: internet makes it seem like people aren't real. So people, it's true. A, it's a free place to like. Do what but when do. you
1: get bullied, you become a bully. For sure. And um, it's, it's just sad. And um, I'm sure there, I'm, I know there are people that want to kill me. Um, and I, I guess I, I, but also if I did clap back, you deserved it. Because I would never, I've, I've never gone to someone's page or I, I've said, I'll talk shit. I love to talk a little shit behind closed doors with my private personal groups. I love it. Just let out a little bit. Of, Cause I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect person for sure. And some people just, they rub me the wrong way, but to go publicly. Um, and I, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to do it. Um, but I would never go and publicly slander someone on their page or anything else like that. So I don't understand why I deserved it. But um, sometimes people just hate the way you look or talk or speak, but um, real fitness. People never do that to fitness
0: people. So meaning like I would never, first of all, I never do it. I don't watch fitness. I don't give a shit, but I understand how hard it is for everybody. On every journey, whether it's fitness or finance or relationships or whatever, so for me to like visit somebody's stuff and be like, "Hey man, you look like shit," I would never do it because I've trained for so long and I know how hard it is to be in any kind of fucking shape. And you don't even know what part. Where are they in that process? No, what they've had to deal with injuries, genetics, hundred percent, mental stuff. So that's when I look, I'm like, "Your life is so sad, bro," and Jeez. I feel. Part of me, like, as the mature me feels bad for him. I'm like, I feel really bad for you, so it's cool. And then there's, like, 18-year-old me who just wants to fucking cook him yeah, that's right a on thing. the spot. It's, that's
1: the thing. It's, like, that's part of why I'm here is because I fight, you know, and, and I'm easily triggered. And, 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 you know, when you grow up with an alcoholic, too, uh, it's part of what I was told in my first therapy session, is uh, you're conditioned to expect the worst because you have to because your home life is unstable, man, like – you don't like, you don't know what's going to happen at any given moment. Like, are the police coming tonight? Is she going to mix it with pills? Is this going to be the fight between my mom and my dad? Where, I mean, I I remember one, I'm, this is, this is our, dude, this is our annual summer picnic at our house. And my dad uh, punched my mom and three men, three grown men had to hold him back. He's foaming at the mouth she got hammered that day and she, she knew when they get hammered, they know what buttons to push for sure. That's what an alcoholic does. They know exactly what buttons to push. And I knew that I had to get out of my home because, um, I had a lot of run-ins with the police. <laughs> okay. Um, and the last one I had was because the, the next man, my mom was with after she divorced, my father was of course an abuser. And I, she asked me to come by the house to pick something up and she did it she did it. she was drunk and she did it knowing that she had a black eye and what do you think i'm gonna do and by I'm, 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 this i'm 22 23. so now i'm at an age where like anything i do i will if i kill this guy i'll be i'll be in jail for life but i answered the door and i saw a black guy and i'm triggered man and he's in the house so i approached this guy approaches the wrong word I'm in his face quick and I'm spitting in his face and I am smart enough to know that I'm going to, I'm going to, I want him to hit me first. So it can be a self-defense murder. Yeah. And of course he didn't because he hit a woman. He is a definition of a coward. Um, but he called the police and said, I threatened his life. So this, that situation was, was one of those things where I have to like completely, I not only like my family's blown up, I've got no family at this point. Um, but if I don't leave, now i'm getting, now, now like she's threatening my my potential to have another life because I'm getting sucked into that you know what I mean like I could have if, if I did something to him man i I could have been put away for life the and trajectory I, of your life changes because of her choices and but that's my mom I mean that's my my job is to defend so it's just one of those things and it's so sad and i i, I don't want to go back home I, I have friends who say you know like I just love going back home. Well, congratulations. The two worst days of my my year, every year, are Mother's Day and Father's Day. Because I don't have conversations with them.
0: That's crazy, At too. all.
1: And um, so, you know, and uh, it's just, dude, it's just crazy. And But, you know, when you have an opportunity, like a lot of people have, to finally, like, because a lot of things were put on pause. And you have a time to kind of confront inner demons. And it got to the point with me where... Um, you know, your, your hair is starting to thin. You know, now it, it was starting to get harder to recover. Like the things I have to do now just to stay in the game, it takes more time. Do my fucking pre-bed routine. <laughs> do you remember the times you, just, you could fall asleep and go to bed as a kid? Yeah. Now i got to take my contacts out. I have to fucking brush and floss and then clean my Invisalign. By the way, you want my number one fat loss tip? Get Invisalign. Because you all you can do with Invisalign, you got to keep it in 20 hours a day and you can't, all you can do is drink water. Jesus. Or, uh, white Powerade Zero. It's built, it's built-in little uh, fasting system. (laughs) I treated myself and I took him out for this because I had a cold brew coffee, but, um, I'm so, the good news is as I, as I've gotten older, I become so lazy that the thought of having to, because if you do eat, you have to brush and floss again. I'm so lazy. I'm lazier than I am fat. Thank God. Because, uh, you know, I just, now my eating window is like, it is small and I'm on what looks to be a 15 year, uh, treatment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's fucking crazy. It, I mean, it, it's been, it's been crazy, but, um, it got to the point where it's like, okay. Um, I hate myself when I started to look in the mirror, I started to see my father because we're also, I'm starting to look like him and, um, and, and he's always been my, my biggest enemy, but also was my hero because what he accomplished I mean, I'll, ne- I'll never know that struggle.
0: No, it's like, it's an impossible thing. Like when I meet people, like I have a, a doctor here I go to, he's uh, he's Indian. And I'm like, but he's not from America. I'm like, dude, you came to America and went to medical school in fucking English? And that's your second language? I'm like, dude, I don't even know how to use punctuation. And I'm fucking from here. Like that, I look at him
1: like, that dude's a gangster. I'm like, that's a level that I'll never understand. 100%, man. And to his credit, he was... Um, A damaged individual who would do like – he would do like 48-hour shifts because he'd get that fat overtime that would – because we were – you know look, we we weren't poor, but we were check to check, and anytime we got some money, they would blow it hard because they don't know anything about money. I don't know anything about money. I don't. I just – and honestly, I'm really good at making it, but because – and I finally realized this – I can't even look at money because of anytime there was a money problem, which was monthly (laughs) when the bills came – uh, there was going to be a chance the police were coming to the house. So for me to even look at uh, – and my poor wife, who also – she she was poorer than me. She's from the Bronx, okay? Um, and even poorer than me, she's been – she had to take the burden of, like, looking after our bills and stuff because if I see it, I get into a thing of negativity because of how I grew up. And money was what almost always was going to be, um, like – Uh, a traumatic incident would come off of money because it's tough. And, um, so I look at that. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm toxic. Like I was doing follow along workouts. And the last one I did was like the last week of March of this year. And like, dude, it, it just, I couldn't, I, no matter what I could, I was trying so hard, the negativity was just oozing. And now people that look to me for motivation and guidance, my, one thing to my credit, the programming was never affected. In fact, I I got so involved in my perfectionism uh that I was like, I dude, like I said, I haven't been I haven't worked Friday nights. Last time was like when I was got hit with the first bout of perfectionism I ever had, which I was this class clown in eighth grade and then um a mediocre C student and I got a I got a hundred on a quiz. <laughs> I graduate summa cum laude and I go to the best football arts. I, I, went, I went on one of those runs and it got so bad. Like I would take, I'd go home and I would, I would take notes. I'd rewrite my notes and then I would type them up. I would do six hours of homework a night after I would play football and lift. Jeez. And then I would do it again. And um, it got so bad. A teacher offered me extra help to come in like on a weekend for something. because I, I Dude, I was the best student in the class and I would, I would be the first one. I'd be in the front row with extra help. Because it was, it was. This is an edge I can get. You're I can get, literally talk to the teacher. Uh, that's how sick it got. And he he made me take. There's supposed to be a test in a week, but he he made me take the test early to prove to me that I I already knew this stuff. I didn't have to do because he recognized the sickness. Um, and I got A minus on the test. Didn't even study. I got an A minus on the test. Um, now I could have studied uh, an extra hundred and fifty hours and got an, an A plus maybe. If I, I mean, I didn't know I was taking a test that day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and Uncle Baby likes to come prepared. Uncle Baby Biscuits, he comes <laughs> prepared. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of what I do. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You get an opportunity. You seize it. That's one thing about you, uh, going back to you, Jeremy – I'm um, sorry, you, Hannah, and Alexia. Um, you know, like – and what's been so great, um, I say the most talented DVD cast. I was the lead on that project. And the three, quote-unquote, background talent – have just passed me on by, and it's it brings me joy, because I know talent, and I recognize just early like people. Even, how do you remember how we met? Because I can tell you. Yeah, no, I do. I got to take a piss. Is that cool? Yeah. You want to tell it do right need, now? Do you need
0: help? I mean, I should be okay. Do you want to <laughs> tell a story?
1: It, it might it might do, be helpful for, you. Probably do, you probably should hear. Do
0: this. Give these guys. We're not I'm not going to stop the recording. Someone's going to come in here too. Okay. I want to take a piss. Tell. Give
1: them uh, the beginners. So here's what it is um and th- this is like a true credit to Jeremy Scott um because you know as i was working for men's health um people then see you as an opportunity and look i was an opportunist opportunist as well coming up i you know identify people i needed to connect with or network with that could open up doors or people i admired and wanted to work with to kind of access their platform whatever it's 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 networking it's what you do but I would get people that would just, I'll never forget this. I was in a gym I had posted and this was, I don't do this anymore, but that I was gonna, I was in the Hollywood area and I was going to this particular like crunch gym. And this guy, he he comes up to me in the middle of a set, which by the way, the fastest way to never get an opportunity for me as a trainer or fitness professional is to have the audacity to interrupt me mid set. I am like a dog with a bone. You don't, or, or like, you know, just, you don't, You don't mess with me in the middle of a workout. This guy had the audacity. I don't know who he is. I don't know anything about him. And he comes up to me in the middle of a set, interrupts me and says, he says his name and he says, um, I want to work. I want to work with men's health. I'm like, wow, this is the exact opposite way of doing this. And, and I mentioned it just because it's the exact opposite of how Jeremy Scott approached it because we, I think it was, it was the original activate, uh, with David Jack and, um, all I, 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 by the way, like, cause I've got like serious antisocial <laughs> it's like laundry list of what's, of what's fucking wrong with me, Jeremy, but thank God I'm still here. Um, and, uh, like when I, when I, uh, go to events, I get almost get a panic attack when I see these groups because I know they're going to want to talk to me and they want something for me. And it's, and you know what? You were the only person that you were, you were just there. You were present. And you never ask for anything, and but also like, you're way worse than me. Well, I no, I am, I for sure. But but you, I I would be
0: like so we go <laughs> when we do like events and stuff. I'll go, but I have to prepare like before and after, so I can't do shit before that, and I can't do shit after that. But I could go there, speak, talk, be in community. But you would like want to bounce.
1: Like from the oh, community, man, yeah, because it, it just you're it, like I'm gonna go back to my hotel room. It's painful, like because again, um, it's just personality types. It, it is, and uh, again, working from home it makes it worse because like there can, especially during the pandemic, there can the months went by where I saw where I didn't see anyone except um, at the time we had a videographer and my wife. Those two people I would see. <laughs> but it fucks with you, man. It does. No, yeah, and i I've, I've literally lost social skills. It did me, I
0: say this, like, we, when it was, like, closed here, like, way back, I remember people would come and pick up dumbbells to, like, use at their house, because you couldn't buy any, because the world's hoarding them like crazy, and I remember, like, this dude Mike, who's been here for eight years, he came in, and I'm like, oh, man, this is cool, like, this is a person, and it was weird, because I, like, normally don't like to be around people, but I had been not around anybody, other than Heather, our camera guy, and just myself, I'm like, yeah, we need to be around humans, dude, because this fucks with us, if we're not, at least a little bit.
1: It's you got to You got to maintain some level of socialization to function in society. It's a simple thing to say, but it's something we all forgot. At least I forgot during this two year uh, hell. Um, And again, it was worse for some people had it way worse than I did. Um, And that that's an important perspective to keep. But the problem is when you are a business owner and it's your baby, there's nothing more important to you in the world, especially when it's what provides. Um, But going back to you, I was like, this dude, this dude is more quiet than me. And he's just sitting there. And by the way, this dude, this dude's like jacked. This dude's lean. Well, you're in fitness, aren't we?
0: Well, but a lot <laughs> of the people there, bro. I remember like you said, they this, aren't in shape. You said this, uh, this is when you're, I don't know if like your height of craziness in terms of like fitness. Cause you got like real, like just a different level, um, like, you're probably in the best, like, shape now overall of, like, everything. Like, even, like, if we watch videos, like, oh, BJ looks lean. Like, Heather will say that or something. Like, when you're posting stuff normally. Whenever but, I post. <laughs> yeah, like, when, when it's, like, you'd be, like, in your garage. Maybe in, like, the old spot. And you're, like, boxing and doing shit. And you're okay. just moving. And you're, like, oh, yeah, he, like, looks super lean. But your hamstring's still disgusting, whatever. But I remember when you showed up to the set of Metastritic Stream. And I'm like, yeah, dude. He's, like, super fit. Cause I'm like you're jacked and also like lean though, but like muscular as fuck. But you're like doing it, you're working out like twice a day, basically every day. This neurotic thing, and you were starting to get into that when you talked at Activate. You had like one of the, and I have the same tank tops. The uh, Roots of Fighting. Oh yeah. They feel By the
1: way, that's the only that's the only apparel I wear besides my own stuff because oh, It fits good too. Our fits are better, but. You got. I mean, you got to love the legends. You yeah. know what I mean? Got I love like, the legends. I like the Cassius, the Mike Tyson's.
0: Ali, so you yep. you're wearing that and you're like jacked, or whatever, and you're talking to these guys and you're like, you know, some of you guys, I don't know how. I'm gonna paraphrase, but it's like some of you guys look like you don't even work out, and like you guys, some of you guys should be working out twice a day, and you're like saying it, you're saying it to these fitness people, and I'm sitting here like well, he ain't wrong. I'm like, but man, this dude don't give a fuck.
1: Well, no, because here's the thing. Like if you want to be good at your craft, you have to put in the time, the reps and the hours. Like part of what a realization to me, social media, like made me bad at what I did because I was so worried about getting the next uh, workout up to validate my identity as this like fitness guy, um, that I wasn't working on improving my craft and my shit got stale. And there are also some things that I I, didn't, I overlooked because they weren't sexy and they wouldn't do well, like breathing, mobility, stability. Um, I had no rhythm or coordination. Um, I spent the last three years learning how to box. And the last year has been a particular like a breakthrough because I taught, I not only taught myself how to do it, but I, I, I started teaching other people. And I had people that were not only, I mean, I lost members because I would share boxing because people felt so awkward or self-conscious about doing it, even at home. And I'm like, you know, you got to, you got to like, don't be such a bitch ass. Like th- th- I'm, I'm giving you the biggest gift ever because boxing is a, it's skill-based cardio, man. It's not like some Peloton bullshit. Uh, By the way, like the, I love, I love occasional, you know, I'm a, I'm a Pino connoisseur uh, who uh, very few men uh, that have high testosterone aren't. But um, nothing uh, gives me an ere- a harder erection than seeing, Pel- Peloton article about like them failing or cause to me, Peloton is like the evil empire. It's an, it's the, per- it's everything I hate about fitness. Cause it's just like, let's just throw as much money as possible at this and let's just get everywhere and then confuse the consumer with technology and a false sense of community. Let's teach these people absolutely nothing. Let's get them in debt into a, a piece of machinery. Literally like all you can do on this is you can push it forward now I'm going to, I'm over here trying to teach you like, not only like, first of all, there's no physical fitness program without self-defense that that's like a mandatory part of it. Dance is also important. Rhythm and coordination. People don't train it. And, 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 uh, in our environment, like for me, I, I am, I'm, I was built to be zero to a hundred because of, of strength. Like I, I have no in between, like in between Twitch. Right. So like, I can't like jab you with a 20% punch. I didn't even know what that was until recently. Yeah. It'd either be like, I don't punch or I punch you as hard as I can. Cause I have no, there's no minutia. There's no finesse. There's no rhythm and coordination. There's no breathing. So I, 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 I've taught you now how to punch, how to do all the punches. And I train people with both stances. Like we do it from both stances. I told you, I teach you how to go high and low. I'm teaching you how to move in all three planes of motion. Now you can put an unlimited number of combinations together. This is skill-based. Like you can get better at boxing for the rest of your life. For sure. Once you learn how to pedal a recumbent or spin bike, you're pretty much locked in. Now you can you can keep pushing. That you can go longer. You can increase resistance. I know they I know they do shit off the bike. Um, but the last
0: thing a normal person needs, who's been sitting at a desk all day, is to go sit in a
1: seat yeah, for another should, you hour. you Never do cardio seated. Now I know you do occasional assault bike or rower. But again, like if we're talking about like, but they're intervals. But you're different, you're different. You're, you're on your feet doing shit all day. Yeah. The average person, I mean, that's why it's like, just go for a fucking walk. What are you doing? Yeah.
0: Well, and if you're going to buy a bike, dude, like, and I think it's not, again, if you love a Peloton, like super cool for you, but you could have bought an assault bike for like 800 bucks, bro. And that thing is all four limbs. 100%. And it's like, if you can't run or sprint, if you ride an assault bike, it's the damn near closest fucking thing. You oh yeah, you no, it,
1: it's, it's upper, lower and, and honestly go a step better and get a sled. Oh, dude. <laughs> I just got... I, I treated myself to, to Black Friday. Uh, you familiar know, with Torque Fitness? Yeah, yeah, So, this sled, it's it's basically like an airdyne bike in the sense that there's three levels of resistance, at least on this, like, basic model I got. It was about 800 bucks. So, again, like, uh, again, around an assault bike, but also, like, a fraction of the cost of a Peloton bike. And it's, like, it's quiet, so you can use it in your neighborhood. It's portable. You only put weight plates on just to stabilize the wheels. And... Um, so I can go like one, two, three, but in each level, three, the hardest resistance, one, the easiest, the faster you go, the harder it is. So you've got, you've got that airdyne level of resistance in a sled. That's tight. And you can drag it. You can, you can push it. You can attach, uh, a, you can, uh, a, like a toe harness to it. And, uh, I just, I, two days ago, I did like a three mile push in my neighborhood. It's like, man, this is like the best fucking workout of all time. And I'm, I look crazy in the neighborhood, but who's going to say anything to me? No. And it's
0: way better for you. Like we bought the, we have these cheap, we have the rogue sleds, obviously like they're like fucking tanks, but we yes. have the, we bought some ones from reps that you just drag outside. Oh my God, bro.
1: They're, the it was a, cost me a hundred bucks. They're fucking great. you got no eccentric stress. So it means you can recover and it's getting, it's the, it's the definition of strength meets conditioning. It's, and
0: again, for you to for you guys to push, pull lateral walk, doesn't matter. Like just move.
1: Hundred percent. It's way better. And there's other variations and stuff like that. But again, you know, boxing is different because boxing is dance fighting. Oh, That's bro. why I call it sweet science, man. Like, so. But no one is willing to just be, be bad at it because you got to be bad at it early on. It's weird though
0: because. And I'm not trying. This is not a knocking anybody. If you guys are, you know what movements you're efficient at, but I'm not going to sit here, and lie to you and be like, I'm great at every fitness movement. I'm not. I don't fucking do snatches. I don't do fucking power cleans. Uh, I'm never going to be great at those things. I just I'm not going to put the time into it. I don't need to. And a normal person like oh, I don't want to be bad at boxing. You're bad at almost everything else. Yeah. No offense. Like there's so many people who can't just fucking lateral lunge like at all. I know. They, they so like well, I don't want to be bad at boxing. I'm like,
1: but you want to be bad at everything else. You know. You know what actually was a game changer for me. First of all, um, I, 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 if you're stiff, get in the water. Get in the fluid. You want to get fluid with your movement get in fluid. And that, that was like a game changer for me. I I have a three to five foot pool. I'm blessed with it. Like every day I go in that pool because my whole life I work for a fucking pool, man. I finally have it. I own it. And then I also got one of these wave hot tubs. You ever see these Oh yeah, yeah. inflatable, like dude, this is a game changer and it's on the, on the floor. So I'll literally, I do my, all my mobility in the hundred degree hot tub. So which means basically like the moment I get in there, man, everything melts and gets in place like butter. But I also, I, I started punching seated, in a shin box shape, kneeling, and um, and then I would do like uh, on my feet in the water, and then the third component, and really the game changing component. You ask any pro fighter or boxing expert, uh, the most important thing to do for boxing is shadow boxing. But everybody wants to get to the heavy bag. I love a heavy bag. I just I just started, and honestly, like it's one of the best things for mental health because I'm a rageful person, and I can go out and just like drop those hurting bombs they yeah. talk about in, in Rocky it's release. Six. Release, yeah. Um, but uh, the most gains you'll make are from shadow boxing because what, what is it all about? Visualization, mind, muscle connection, visualization. And so, but the problem is it's like really awkward to do it in front of a mirror. So I do it outside the sun behind me. I actually do, I do shadow boxing. So I'm not distracted by like myself or looking strange. All I see is my silhouette bro. And I've had like serious breakthroughs. Like if you're, if you're struggling with boxing technique, don't do boxing, shadow boxing in the mirror, do shadow boxing because all you see is the silhouette and you can really lock in your movements and you don't have the distraction. Cause I, I, I personally don't like looking at myself. I don't, I don't enjoy it. Um, and, um, so that, that's one thing too, but people don't want to go and learn something like a value. And for the rest of life, you can build upon fine Buy your stupid bike. And now their shares are dropping and they peaked. They literally peaked. And, um, People realized, oh, shit, I don't want to ride this bike for the rest of my life. Like we all said three years ago. It's, again, there's
0: there's so many other things you could do. Like we have like eight, nine bikes here. I think there's like seven assault bikes, and I have three other Concept 2 bikes, which are the same people who make the road and the ski. Yeah. Dude, they're... Like one tenth of the price, but it's a one trick pony. It's fucking pedals,
1: dude. And you can circuit it and it makes a nice little sequence. And it's way faster,
0: but I don't need someone on the screen telling me to like go, 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 dude. Like that ain't what it's about. And there's no technique in that. Like you guys aren't like gonna be cyclists. Like there's dudes, we have Iron Men who are here and I can beat them in almost everything except like on the fucking road bikes, dude. Yeah, because it's,
1: it's, it's all about specificity for sure. Animals. So I'm yeah. like,
0: I'm not, do I wanna, do I really care if I'm Lance Armstrong? Like that ain't, I'm not, that's not gonna make me fit overall. It's a one thing. It, there, there's so many... Like, do I think leg extensions are great for certain things? Sure, they'd be super cool if I had a two different calf machines and a leg extension machine here. They take up so much space, but I can only do one fucking thing on them. I'm not going to waste time doing that. Yes. You
1: guys shouldn't either. How much time... Remember we joked about like how much time... How much? How many hours of our days of our life, or even weeks, if we really think about it, of our life did we lose to the seated calf raise machine? Oh my God! With our feminine ankles, like oh my God, our high calves that are never going to change, except get more like they're just going to go higher, higher and tighter. They get they go. They're basically I'm like two weeks away from the meat in my knee.
0: But you can. But my point is like for a normal. Well, a I do have one of those uh, those K boxes.
1: Th- th- those are cool. It's just like God. It's just time consuming to set up. A it's expen- transition. Expensive as and fuck they're expensive. They're
0: expensive as fuck. Uh, but I'm like, we need to just burn some money. So I got one. They're su- they're fun. Uh, they I do like them for certain things. A, you have to be super skilled because I put my wife on it and no, wasn't yeah. happening.
1: The pulley, the, the pulley is much better. You have the pulley or the box. Uh,
0: we have all the shit.
1: Okay, yeah, the pulley is much easier to use and transition. And you,
0: but you have to go like in rhythm. To understand oh, yeah, it. Most, sure. most people can't. But the point I was trying to make was like that you can do calf stuff like obviously on there. But for a normal person, you're wasting time on these little things. Yeah. Like if you're a dude sitting there doing like, you know, wrist curls to build their forearms, you might as well just do some farmer's walks, bro. Like a lot of people, again, I've used this. Or term hang before. from a bar. Yes. Because they, they step over dimes to pick up pennies. Well, I need to be doing this. I'm like, no, there's like, like five or six movements you need to do. That's pretty much it for a normal person. And just wash rinse repeat that shit all the time. Is it sexy? Is it fun? No. We we chop it and serve it on Instagram and in the programs to make it fun. But if you watch your stuff, or you might go deeper on some things than I do, or just different. Like I'm not teaching get-ups.
1: You know that that's other. Th- I it's hard. People hard tell me to do, dude. people that were like members for ten years that quit, and I'm like, go fuck yourself, because I'm literally teaching you this. If there's one you talked about, FMS, why are we wasting our time with six tests when we can just do one? Can you lay on your back and stand up? Now, can you do it holding uh, a cup of water or a shoe? Most people can't, by the way, and and, and no. look stable, but they and they jump to the kettlebell or dumbbell first. But um, you know, like I mean, I, I can do I, I can tell you basically any physical uh, weakness uh, will be it's a, the get up is the ultimate lie detector test, and it works your whole body. One part of me dies every time I post it because someone asks, "What does this work?" Everything, <laughs> I'm like, man, you are. I, I want to hurt you.
0: It's hard because you're trying to give them what they need and also give them what they want at the same time. But it's tough because it is that is complex. Yeah,
1: no, no one uh, that, that stuff tanks. And by the way, there's there's so many. I I I created different variations, unique variations, like doing it from a shin box, doing it from a sit up. Um, I mean, there, there, I, I created these. I, I made a one hour get up workout in waves. The most one of the most genius workouts I've ever made. It was the workout of the year in 2020. A lot of people recognize the genius, but most, most did not. And, um, but again, that's the thing. It's like when you're a master of your craft, which is why I go back to you here, I, first of all, you never ask me for anything. That's rare. <laughs> people I, are always trying to fucking ask and yeah, get put on. I don't do that. Um, you made yourself available, and you stood out by living it because I live it. I'm not looking to put on someone who's a casual fan of this. I li- I, I, you, we both died for this. I've given up my whole life for it. It, It's in some ways uh, been my saving grace. In other ways, it's cost me everything. But um, so I I take it very seriously. And, you know, um, like I'm a perfectionist with it. And and if I'm going to share something, I'm going to, I always do. It's always the best it can be at the time. But you didn't ask for anything. You looked the part. And then when I came in your, your facility and I saw like how much you cared about your people and the fact you actually had worked with people. I've worked with people in the past. You have to. I did. To be good. Exactly. And I worked with hundreds. I had hundreds of people coming through my gym, and it's where I learned how to do what I do today online and scalable because of all the different people. So that's critical. But obviously that's not that's not required anymore to be good at this or to get a platform of following. Um, and then when I saw you hit the wall on day one of the DVD. Oh, bro. And fight through it and come on the other side of it. I know it changed you because I've been through it. And, and again, it's it's just it's, it's like the – in 300 when they're like 10 and they go into the woods and face the wolf in the cave. Yes. And you come out, you come outside of that. You're different. You're a different person.
0: Well, you don't realize everybody's like at that level, we're all fit. Like we're all fit. We can all do certain things, but there's levels to that. And how do I describe this? It's like, there's, we look at strength and we look at fitness as like this one singular thing sometimes. And I always use a story where, uh, silent Mike and I are at Reebok and uh, we're there and in the, in, we're, we're deadlifting and then like doing pull-ups just back and forth. And now pull-ups, like, I'm in a different, I'm just, that's my yeah, net. You go all genetically, notes. I can just do that for whatever reason, who knows, age range training, things that I did as a kid, whatever the fuck, but we can do that. Deadlifting, Mike and I are not the same. Now I'm pretty fucking strong. And so I remember pulling, it was like five, whatever, maybe 505 or 515, whatever the breakdown is with the plates. And we're just doing doubles. And that's where it capped out. It started at 405 and we went the way up. And then he's like, okay, what's next? And I'm like, well, that's it, bro. I'm like, that's all I got. Like, for me, that was it. Cause if anything heavier, I can maybe do one and then things are going to start to come. Yeah, now, you're,
1: now you're putting your career on the line. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then fast forward to the next day, they're like, let's see who can do the most air squats in a minute. It's like a whole team challenge. And Mike looks at me, he's like, what the fuck is an air squat? He's like, I can't, because <laughs> he can't, he's not used to that. Like, yeah. back then, that's the training. And so I'm like, okay. Well, I'm good at this, and he's he's better at that. But there's a middle ground. And then I go to the Sediment's Health, and I'm like, I'm fit, like I'm naturally athletic. I can do all these things. I'm fucking strong, you know. But I'm like, oh, but I'm not strong like this, like not at this level right now. And so after that, and I've told the story here before, I did split squats every fucking day for a whole goddamn year, every single fucking day. One, uh, painful. I would not recommend you guys doing that. And it's not the same reps and schemes and loads. Like I'm, there's a base built for that. But that changed a how my legs looked forever, but two, what I can do with them now is completely different. I know. So you lunge for an hour, I'm like, well, fuck it, I'll lunge for an hour. And the first time I think I only made it 37 minutes, and then the next time I did a full hour, which is like just over a mile, by the way. It's like four laps plus around a track. It's fucking terrible. It is, but, but can...
1: your legs are changed forever. Like it's it's like the residual effects of if you ever did like heavy Olympic lifting, you'll always have like bigger I'm... bigger traps than the average person. For sure. And I mean it's 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 really and again that's the thing. It's like, well, you, you ran for an hour, why wouldn't you be willing to try to build up to lunging or doing step ups for an hour? Or you're going to Stairmaster for an hour, why wouldn't you do step ups for an hour? But, but people they, they can't make the connection and um it's just sad. You know, but I'm it, like
0: it showed me like, hey, there's holes in my game if I want and again, I obviously care about the craft of it, so I want to keep doing it. And you look at that, like all of us are the same way, though, like you, me, I don't use Alexia and Hannah all the time as examples, because we're all we share these, you know, stories together. They've all coached people in person. Like I knew Lex before she had Instagram, I would send her clients of mine to her when she was training them. And that becomes a thing. And then we've all trained, we've all went through the stuff, we all live at 24 seven. And it's a rare thing, though. It really is. That's why all four of us can talk the same way. And it feels normal. But there's not that many people that I can do that too. I don't have this talk with normal friends of mine. No. They know I'm fucking crazy. They listen to the podcast and they've lived with me for 20 fucking years. And like, yeah, there's something wrong with him, bro. But like for you, I'm like, you're just as crazy. So it feels like this.
1: We live in this era. Yeah, no. And like you mentioned Alexia, like um, the people, the thing people will always default to like a cynic. Well, like, Oh, it's just because she's beautiful or attractive. Obviously she's got physical gifts. She's a unicorn. But let me tell you something. I went to, when I first met her and, every, and all, like, it was like a group of people for that Reebok summit. They had that next face of Reebok, uh,
0: Hannah, Alexia.
1: Yeah. I, the only people I saw in the room were Hannah and Alexia, yeah. and especially when they spoke. But then, um, but then I'm like, okay. I, Cause I was, I was in charge of men's health Instagram and, uh, which I built to a million people, by the way, from scratch. Yeah. They were fucking posting pictures. like, Artistic pictures of hammers. Basically the shit they post now. Yeah, it's probably. fucking bad. Um, or, or they just have who, who is now... The guy who followed me was, was a sports reporter who just he plugged in without any sort of... He never trained anyone in his life, never will. Um, but anyway, the... Um, I'm like, if you want to send me content, I'll post you and I'll tag you and I'll help you build your following. Not only was she the first person to send me stuff, she sent me legit 20 videos. She's She was not only... Um, arguably, you know, the most the person you would see the most in a room, but she was the hardest worker. For sure. Hannah is like the ultimate physical culturist. She, culturist, meaning she is so open-minded. And she's, first of all, she mo- she's one of the best movers I've ever seen. Yes. And she's willing and open-minded enough to try all different things. That's, I, that's not always been the case with me. She's willing to learn from other people. I'm not... You know, I'm a little bit too stubborn. I always like to do things my way. You're a dude. Um, Yeah, I'm a dude. Um, But she moves better. She moves better than um, honestly, she moves better than any man I've ever seen. And she pound for pound, she's one of the most fit people I've ever seen. And she's got a you you saw some of the stuff she did for her friend who died of cancer. Yeah, that run. She's got like a level of mental stamina because she was doing the intermediate. But that would, some of that stuff was pretty close to advanced, and and, and I've, I just have never seen someone have as much pop. She's got some good pop. She's got a great Twitch. Now, to go back to Alexia, I asked Alexia, could you please just, for consistency, just be the beginner model in this background video? So, like, she could be beginner, Hannah, intermediate, you advanced. And we could have changed things up, but then it becomes confusing for the user. and um, And I told her, like, this is, the, by the way, this is the most important. I know it sounds like lip service. It's the truth. Though. You're the most important person in this because the person who needs this the most needs accessibility. They need the scaled, scaled, modified options, the regressions. And she was capable of doing, uh, especially for the lower body, because she's smaller. She was capable of doing lower body stuff, advanced, even better than you. Yes. But she was willing to do it. I'm like, wow, this is a person. And, and like Jeremy, she like legit cares about people like there was a time when I was answering all the DMS and stuff and getting back to every comment and stuff, but I never had 2 million followers just on Instagram. She, Jeremy, she, she, she has, she people, members will email her like their form and she sends back tips on their form, individual members. She's a psychopath. Dude. I was at the, the, the her facility today. It's like, this is big business. Like someone could buy her brands for, 50 to a hundred million dollars and make a billion dollars on it. They could, because she of her reach and access and the branding that she's done. Like someone could do that. That's sorry. That's you told me today that's happened with, uh, what's her name? Kayla Itzneys or something. Yeah, yeah. She got bought, um, for a hundred million or something.
0: I think I saw that too. <clears throat> I forget the company.
1: It's crazy. Dude, You're done. You're done. She's done. Yeah. Pack it in. Pack it in. Um I'd but, be Ron
0: Swanson in the fucking woods in a heartbeat too. Yes, so hundred million, dude. I,
1: yeah. Like the de- the desert in particular. I love you guys, but a hundred million comes my way, oh, bro. Man, yeah, it's time. It's time to just start living the good life, which is just still podca- friends, still podcast. Sure, yeah, friends, family, and then share at a distance. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like on your own time, and that that's where the joy. That's when it's just joy of creating, not like a deadline. I don't have to get this. But you have to. Right now, you have to get an episode out every week. You have to do that. But it would be great at some point to just say, I'm just going to podcast when I have something special to say. I know. You'll get to that. Um, but Because the thing is, you love it. But when I saw, like, all the transformations on your wall and how much you cared about people, it reminded me of who I used to be when I trained people. And the problem is now I've gotten to a point where, and I'm trying to change it, I hate people so much because they've been so mean and because I've been so – uh, conditioned to focus on negative reinforcement, besides all the positive feedback I continue to get, um, all I see is the negativity in people. That's and like
0: that's like the internet world. It is. It and, is. I, and that's what I was talking to Monica the other day. I'm like, do you imagine if I just like said fuck it during like COVID? Because it was frustrating to try to – we'll wrap this up in a little bit. We're going to be late for dinner. What time is it? It's four 54
1: uncle baby getting to port a house tonight
0: or three hours in. Um, But uh, I would talk to her. I'm like, cause during COVID it was tough. Like you, there's just certain things you had to deal with, with like all the, the mandates and rules and regulations and people's feelings and thoughts. And like, everyone's so fucking like polarizing. And I told her, I go, how weird would I be though? If I hadn't like kept doing this for these years where you're having like these humbling things that would have never happened. Like I'm me at this point in fitness. You guys know me like, I make money, I have, this. just, my life is way different than when I was 20 fucking four when I started, it just is. I've kept the same, basically, lifestyle, haven't really changed it, which most people don't, but during that time, I'm meeting these guys because the gym is closed, so I can't come to the gym, right? I'm meeting these guys at a park at fucking five o'clock in the morning, on like a Wednesday, a group of like 10 people, and I'm doing the workout with them, going home and showering and then coming and sitting here for 12 hours a day to work. Or like now when you're building it back, and like people are coming back to the gym when we're still wearing masks and all this crazy shit. And I have like two people in a fucking group that I used to, ha- that I used to have 30 at. And I'm still like the internet is still making 50 times what the fucking gym can make, but I'm sitting here with two people cause they need it. And like for me to not maybe become this fuck face, which younger in my life, you know, you get some juice, you kind of become this asshole person. That's why I try not to beg on athletes. Cause like, I couldn't imagine being Jordan bro and how you can like even be a normal human and not have an ego that like crushes everybody. But it does humble you. And now being here, seeing it like, you know, pandemic, whatever it be, people are so thankful. They work out here at 6 a.m. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And like they're, they come in here, do these terrible fucking workouts. <laughs> they're awful. And they pay us and then thank us for it, which we it's a two-way street, right? Where the internet's kind of like a one-way. And I do get a lot of positive messages. This is not a knock on anybody. I go, but it's not the same you're giving, giving, giving. And even though like you might, people are watching and they're commenting they're just not saying it to you. So you don't see it, but then you see the negative three people and you're like, well, fuck dude. And it kind of beats you down.
1: And it's, and it's all you can see um, if you've been conditioned to be motivated through it. For sure. Um, and like I, I told you before we started, I said, it's, it's cliche, but uh, just from personal experience the last year, you know you're really in trouble when people aren't even making negative comments anymore. Cause they've completely tuned out and you're irrelevant. And but, I mean, I, I never knew I would become this cautionary tale, but I have because I let my identity be entirely based on that. And then when it became a situation where I was no longer relevant, um, I post a video, I, 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 I made a video for men's health. I told you before we started that got 48 million views on Facebook and added a million people to their Facebook page. That's so fucking crazy. I posted a video, a couple, uh, couple months ago, uh, that got 37 likes. (laughs) That's crazy. And So now I've lost all my confidence. I don't know what people want. I don't know what to make. Um, and I, I have, I, I do have a shitty audience. I got to go. I mean, part of why I came out to visit you, man, I've got to completely flip the script. I got to go. I used to be a networker. I used to be someone that was willing to go outside of their comfort zone, um, and learn from people and just interact with people. And the, the way things ended at Men's Health made me become such a, like isolationist and lone wolf, and um, it's it's helpful to have people that know what know what you do, to bounce ideas off of, shared struggles. But I put everything into that, and then it all went sideways or went 180 on me, and I got to the point where I woke up on April 13th and I was just going to go to the I was going to drive to uh, Zuma Beach, one of my favorite beaches in the world, one of those beautiful places in the world uh, in Malibu. And then on the way back, I was just going to drive off a fucking cliff. And I made sure I had no uh, drugs in my system so that my wife could collect a fat-ass million-dollar insurance. And then she could live her dreams and do amazing things with the money. And and then also the sickness in me that was passed on to me from my parents could die with me. It's part of why I haven't had kids. I, 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 I'm I not going to do it. if I, Maybe I can get control of this at some point, but I don't want to pass – I want the sickness to die with me. And – I ended up not because, um, I was a couple weeks prior, I was alluding to, I was joking about suicide with my wife to see what she would say. And she said she would kill her. Good time, bro. That's crazy, dude. Uh, she said she would take her life if I did it, and I couldn't do that. So I drove back home, and it's, it's by the way, one of the most beautiful rides in the in the world. I mean, it's like, it was—it oh. would have been the way to go out, like, <laughs> Delma and Louise style. Um, and I joke about it because uh, part of what I lost, I lost my sense of humor, which is how I've gotten through all the hard times in my life. Like, I've gotten so serious, man. I—I There was a... Uh, period of maybe like six months, I didn't smile or laugh. And uh, so I share this and the the beauty of it is it's been six months and I, I've waited to talk about it because it's such a, it's a dangerous thing to talk about, man. I know a lot of people are going through it. My barber, my former barber, I, he's former because this motherfucker was always late. <laughs> Uncle Baby's got things to do and I can't wait 45 minutes for this cut, like we, 2 o'clock, and it's like 2.50, and, and I'm, I'm not even in the chair yet. Yeah. He was skilled, but not that skilled. Uh, anyway, um, and uh, he told me like two of his friends hung himself in an interval of two weeks. I was at a Jeez. restaurant in – um, uh, I was actually – the stuffed pizza I talk about, please don't – if you see me, don't approach me, <laughs> okay? I, I got one more final story to share, That's just, which is funny, and it's – by the way, it's like everything that we – It's like a full circle thing, but, um, and, uh, someone woke up that morning and decided to go to the parking lot next to stuffed pizza in West uh, Palm desert and shoot themselves in the face.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: And I used to be the guy that would say like, wow, what weakness to kill yourself? Except. When I found myself, I, I, you know, when you, it's, it's just one of those things, bro. Like you get caught. And I share this story because if you find yourself right now in the type of negative feedback loop, if I was under the influence of something, I, you lose, you lose your control of your impulses. For sure. I may have just driven off the fucking cliff. It would have, been, it would have been over. Thank God I was sober that day. I not had, I had no weed in my system because of the fact I didn't want it to affect my wife getting my life insurance. Jesus. And um, so if you are finding yourself in that loop, you've got to, you've got to talk to someone, and you've got to. You got to do something fast because uh, it accelerates. Like, it's like uh, you're in you're in the room, and the water starts coming in. But all of a sudden, now it's at your fucking mouth, and it goes to your nose quick. Jesus. Christ. So I, I share that, and I sh- what what beauty though that like a guy that I, I I remember first seeing you in person, and you stood out because of your energy, your passion, and you lived it. You walked the walk, and now. I can share it on what is one of the most successful fitness podcasts in the world. And people, uh, a lot of fitness influencers that are caught in this life are listening to it. And I hope you don't go the route I did of this call. It's a cautionary tale of social media, of, uh, being a business owner of mental health. Um, and it all caught up at the same time. And you've got to, and we're all in a situation now where the, the, We've never been in such prolonged stress like this. No. Like I told you two years, two months, it would have been tough. Yeah. A year would have been brutal. Two years is unfathomable. This is not fun. Like people, I don't know. It might, tonight. To, this is like painful to say, I, I know I said two years, but it might, it might, my wife and I were talking, it's probably going to be like 2025 until there is any semblance of normalcy the way we knew it in January, like 2020 before Kobe died. For sure which was like basically everything after that date, man went to shit. Wow. Yeah. There's some like, we're on a serious, like negative trajectory trajectory right now. So what you have to do is you have to, like I said, I, I got it. I got to fucking flip the script. I've got to change the game. I've got to, um, not kill my ego, but not let my ego get in the way of me becoming the best version of myself. I didn't want to talk to people. I don't, I, my whole life I fixed things on my own and, uh, why not talk to someone and I don't want to take medication because I don't want to be the guy that has like, you know, the joke, like he didn't take his meds today. Well, <laughs> it's possible. I'm literally going to become that guy. Cause maybe the medication just puts me in a situation where, um, things aren't so like bleak that I can, I can build, I can get a ball rolling in one. Like I can get something positive happening that isn't just my own workouts again in my life. Um, so, um, and I've only had one, I've had one therapy appointment, um, I, I schedule another. I'm going to talk to a psychotherapist, maybe try to get a diagnosis, and and if I need medication, I, I I'd like to try all non-medicated things because again, I just hate to become like it makes it weird. Yeah, it, it you know I don't know I don't know what side effects whatever else, but um, it's possible it might be the only path for me forward. Um, though what it also means too, it's like which is it's a death because now I know that I can't I whoever whoever I thought I was going to be like this like legend in the game, it's likely I can't pursue it because the stress, what if that's going to take them, that stress is going to trigger my, my, my condition because, uh, it gets me in this like beautiful mind state where I get the perfectionism and then I get the depression and then I get the suicide and I get, you know, so like, it, it's basically me saying I have to shut down the vision of who I thought I was going to be, but I think I can ultimately live a happier life. Um, and honestly, I never wanted to be a superstar. I, I really just wanted the money and the lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah. and I'll finish with this story. This is like, this was like, this is so funny, man. I literally, this was one of the worst days of the, the two years. I had been crying. Um, one of the things I've been working on is instead of reacting with rage, I just cry. And uh, it's, it's, it's like tragic to see a man my size. Like, like I was not literally on that day, I was on the ground in my backyard, uh, Convulsively crying, I just got hit with something and I just let it out. And it's better than rage because rage is a is a is a high. You get a fast release, but there's guilt because typically you end up lashing out at the people you care about the most. A good cry is a lasting relief. I've got a, I've got a lot of more tears to go, um, but I just cried my eyes out. I'm wearing glasses and I go to Whole Foods. I'm just trying to get my fucking cheat meal on. <laughs> And it had been a long. I used to get recognized all the time. It it, it doesn't happen as much anymore, thank God. Because my worst nightmare is someone recognizing me for who they think I am, because they don't know who I am. I'm, 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 my. I'm not able to translate my gifts online. I'm just not. I don't know how to translate my personality online. I would be just as I was a much more successful gym owner, because I could get people to do things in person they could never think possible, because of my energy. I don't know how to translate it online. I just don't. I just can't do it, Jeremy. I don't. I, I maybe I'll figure it out at some point. But honestly, I don't even want in to. In spurts, yeah, because it's in a spurts. lot. In spurts. That's why, like, I'm going to write this fucking book. It's going to be the most epic fitness book of all time in my mind. Uh, it's going to give everything I have. If it doesn't do well, at least I gave. I, I got it all out, and uh, and maybe that's where I have to. I have to be more of a like a project guy because it allows me to step away. Because what, what, what we need, we need sabbatical you got sure. to be able to step away and, 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 and regroup and recharge and experience life. And those experiences are what unlocks the next step, learn new skills. But, but people expect you to like become an, an R&B singer overnight. <laughs> By the way, I've gotten a lot better. True. And maybe in 10 years I can really, cause I, I, I sing daily, maybe in 10 years I'll become, um, but I don't care. It's for me because the joy and anxiety, but of course I, I see this guy and i and he looks at me, and i'm like this this guy recognizes me. He comes up to me, and i I still have like the swollen face from all the crying earlier in the day. Yeah. It was the day by the way I decided okay i i called and I schedule I gotta get help because I just uh it's just I can't get out of this. I need help um and he goes, "You're that uh <laughs> it's always the worst too that they don't really know you they're like, you're that uh B it's like a casual guy who's never spent money, by the way. For sure. By the way, just so you know, like if you're listening and you're a fan of someone, and you go up to them and you've never like bought one of their products or their album or like supported their content, you're not a fan. No. So don't pretend like you are. Casual. That, that's one thing that's happening now too, is people aren't supporting the, tr- the real ones. They're not supporting the real creators. And these creators will eventually crack or go away and then they're going to be left with just trash. So you got to support quality creators. Identify them. Support them because they need it. Amen. They're they're just like you and I. They have they, they need they need they don't need uh, nonstop validation, but they they need support too. They need they need some fuel. Um, and he goes, yeah, you know, I was doing your uh, I was basically doing your home workouts and who and this other who do you think he said? I don't know. athlete X. Oh no. Shit. Now technically that was basically the biggest compliment I may have ever gotten from someone. Because he said that I was bouncing between during the pandemic your stuff and the most successful fitness YouTuber YouTuber ever. ever. Like where do he takes a shit, he'll get five million views. Yeah, he crushes it. And then his poop will like pay for like another home. Yeah, he is good. But um, my mind is so sick. I was insulted. Don't compare me to that clown. But 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 in reality, what I could do (laughs) because I'm younger. Um, In my mind I well, I, I have a different communication style But I think I'm a more effective communicator I watched one of his videos And uh, what I will give I've never seen someone work harder Like how many videos are you going to put out Bro. And he's willing to talk about the things That I just can't I don't want to talk about uh, You know uh, Five uh, form fixes for the push-up Or oh. uh, like you know He's willing to do He goes con- hard dude He yeah. does He does go hard And I'll give him that um, But if I was smart If I was a smart businessman I would basically look at all the Athlean-X videos, and I would I would start one by one remaking them, changing the headlines slightly, um, mimicking the thumbnails he does, pay attention to the presentation how the angles of the camera. Like I, I could literally try to replicate it, but never it would never. First of all, it would never be what he's doing. No, because he was there early in 2007 or six, and then. I'm all about signature style. That's the whole thing. you've got that, you've got it and I, and I tell creators listening because one of the advices you give just follow successful people and do what they do. But to me, maybe I, that maybe I could end up making more money that way, but then it's like it's not it's not original work. It's not signature style. Like I want to be Michael Jackson's smooth criminal.
0: Yeah, you got to be who you are.
1: I want you know what I'm saying, but like there's there, it's a do, way of doing things no one else can do, even if there's a ceiling to it. It's authentic and it's insp- to me that's the only inspirational work out there um, is when it's like someone literally from scratch and, and it's got it's not some could say this is bad but I try not to look at other people's stuff as I'm writing this book I don't want to be influenced because what happens when you listen you you, you take it in, you absorb it if you're I'm a sponge so if I watch too much of someone's videos I'm gonna start taking their work this is like ask backwards advice in some ways but it's also like the only way we can ever retain authenticity. Um, I listen to your stuff. I don't really watch much fitness content. I'm like, I watch. Uh, here's the final tip I'll give. The best boxing and sports documentaries on YouTube, uh, Joseph Vincent. I watch that. It's like pure fire. I, at least 20 to 30 minutes. Sometimes they're an hour long. It's just they, they profile an athlete or a fighter. And uh, I just get like, because that's one thing. Too, people need to start scheduling motivational content for themselves to get out of this fucking black hole. 100%. And, um, and your podcast has been that for people, man. I don't think you even realize, like, I listen to the, the, the factors that uh, uh, that influence success. Oh, yeah. And it's like, wow, it's like all the things I used to preach that I've told other people. Um, and you added your, your own tidbits because you've had your own unique experiences. But, like, Uncle Baby uh, needs to start drinking his own Kool-Aid. Yeah. Well, it's like fitness. It is. People know what to do. In theory, it's easy. 100%. The application. 100%. But – and and then by, I keep running into this guy, by the way. I, I, if he listens to the podcast, he's going to be so devastated because it's like a couple of times I saw him and I, I just went the other way and, or, I, or I came back later yeah. because um, I just I feel weird about that. But um, it's just a perfect example of you get caught into something and it's like, oh, wait, I, I don't actually, I don't like being identified in public. I like my anonymity. So, yes, I, I, it means I'm not going to be able to make as much money as I thought I was going to make because in order to do that, you often have to be. Super public. Yeah. But um, I have to be comfortable with maybe not doing as much work as I used to do because of how it can affect my mental health at this age. And also maybe being more of a, uh, I got to change the delivery style of my content. Uh, and maybe I just can't do it daily. But then what am I going to do? Because that's how everybody does it. So it's just an interesting uh, time. I, uh, I'm grateful that you have me on, man. I'm so happy for your success. I'm excited about this meal at Capitol Grill because I haven't eaten all day like you. I know about to call. We'd we'll be late as hell. Oh man, you going lobster, lobster mac tonight or what? We'll figure it out.
0: I'll um I'll put all your stuff in the show notes. We'll get you back on again because I'll come out to Palm Springs too.
1: But this is a lot, bro. It is a lot. And uh, how long was this? This is three hours and 11 minutes right now. But you know what? Um, it's 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 been two years. I know. And a lot has happened.
0: It's been way too long. I'll, um, I'll put all BJ stuff in the show notes. You guys, there's nobody better in fitness to follow. And I mean that in all sincerity. And I would not be here uh, without his influence. And I don't say that about many people uh, at all. So it's a pleasure.
1: I do. I thank God. Honestly, I thank God that I can take uh, – it means a lot that you say that because I have – selfishly, I've taken uh, joy in seeing your success. Um, and, I, and, and honestly, it's been, it's been uh, some of the only positivity I could pull on over the last couple of years – And I thank you for it. Hey, man. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, brother. Keep going, man. I appreciate
0: it. Thank you, guys. As always, Uh, drop a five-star on Apple. Follow BJ. I'll put all the stuff in the show notes. Until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.